This is the Mountain Vision Podcast, where we share our obsession with hunting in the outdoors and talk waterfowl and big game hunting. Whether we're waterfowl hunting in the Sacramento Valley with the Sutter Buttes as our backdrop, or deer hunting in the Sierras, one thing is for certain, our vision of the mountains is a hard one to shake. Listen along as I interview outdoorsmen that have inspired me, and you might find inspiration from them as well. Hey, what's going on, everyone? On this episode, I sit down with Steve Evans. Uh, Steve is a local guy here from California, not too far out of the Sacramento area, and uh, he's been primarily a pretty much a diehard waterfowl hunter his whole life. And over the past couple of years, he's just dove in headfirst into big game hunting. And uh, actually, it's kind of funny. I actually met Steve a few years back at a at a buddy's house um, at a wild game barbecue. Um, and actually never ran into him since then. I just kind of recognized him on Instagram and reached out to him. But it's been pretty cool to see um, going from being, you know, a diehard waterfowl hunter over the past couple of years, just diving in headfirst into big game hunting. Um, he's been crazy successful over the past year. So I made it easy to reach out to him and just kind of congratulate him on his past season. But check out, check it out before I forget on Instagram. His, his handle is double underscore Steve double underscore Evans, double underscore. Um, but yeah, Steve's actually, um, after sitting down and talking to him, kind of getting to know him, uh, he's probably one of the most determined and driven hunters I've met in a while. Um, so it's, it's kind of cool to see. But yeah, last last season he went to multiple states, I think four different states, and um, filled every one of his tags and filled an elk tag and um, an Audad sheep tag and I mean, he's just been killing it. So, yeah, stay tuned to hear the story. Deer hunting, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, I did duck hunt some, but not not near as much as normal. My dog tore ACL, so she was out all season. Oh, that's right. I heard yeah. that on, on Brian's podcast. I think you mentioned that. I might have. Maybe on Brian's podcast. Yeah, but uh, so just the motivation to go it's kind of tapered off. Like, when, when I can't take a dog that I yeah. spent a year training. Dude, that's funny you say that. My, I had a chocolate lab. Uh, she passed last year, yeah. but the year, I think it was the year before that, she tore her ACL $4,000 later. Yeah, that's what know? it was. Yeah, yeah, it was, it wasn't cheap, but she's only three. So I'm like, I'm getting it done. Yeah. Like, See, she was, man, she was probably nine at the time, dude. So it was like, that's a tough know, one. Like I could probably get two more years out of her, yeah. maybe, but she was never the same. I mean, yeah, it pretty much did the same thing. It kind of shut my. I just wasn't. I didn't want to go. It was yeah. like my hunting buddy wasn't there anymore. Yes, like, like the like all the trips where you'd go where you know it's probably not going to be good, but you might kill a couple for the dog. Yeah, those trips don't happen. Yeah, they just don't go. Like if you don't think you're going to smash them, yeah. you don't go. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So I just didn't. I didn't hunt that much, and then. I ended up going um, towards the end of the season. I went the last week of December to Arizona archery deer hunting, and then I went back again a week later because I didn't I didn't get one. Oh, so okay. I spent two weeks in Arizona instead of duck hunting. I was just archery deer hunting. Gotcha. So, so that was eighteen or nineteen? That was nineteen and twenty. Oh, okay. Yeah, this year, oh, okay. January of this year. Sure. Yeah, um, and then December of last year, right after Christmas, I went up. I went to Arizona. Okay. Yeah, just it, it's a it's a fun hunt. Yeah. yeah, it's hard to find deer, but dude, it's a it's a blast when you find them because the bucks yeah. are rutting. They're they're in the rut. So and then you're going back this year for Arizona, right? Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. I mean, I bought the tag because I bought a 2020 tag. So 
It's still it's it's a year long tag. Oh, it's just still, yeah, it's okay. just good for a year. So it's like, man, I can't throw it in the garbage if I can go right after Christmas. So I'm gonna yeah. go in between Christmas and New Year's awesome. for five days or whatever, and just hopefully find one and stock it. I don't have big yeah. plans of <laughs> sticking one, but yeah, it's fun. It's fun to find them. Hell yeah! You never know. You definitely won't kill one unless you go down there. So definitely. Yeah. So in your so before I forget, your social media, your Instagram is what is it? Underscore Steve. I think it's I think it's double underscore Steve double underscore Evans double underscore. Something it's like Steve yeah, Evans yeah. with some underscores. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, I just. Um, well, I mean, I used to be big into welding. I still weld, yeah. but I just don't um, I, like associate my life with it as much as I used to. Yeah. Right. So that was what I used to use it for, but now I just post hunting stuff pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. I, don't, I mean, I still weld all the time. I just don't, um, it, I don't job. identify with it's, it. Like, it's your job. Yeah. It's my job. It's <laughs> what I do so I can hunt. That's what it is yeah, now. Exactly. Yeah. That's probably how it is for most of us. Yeah. Well, yes. Um, which is probably more healthy because you can't do your job forever. So yeah. That's what. But I still like it. It's it's a it's a cool job. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I've just been yeah. So I've been pipe welding for ten years. Okay. Yeah. And then, um, I've always duck hunted. So I've been duck hunting since I was just since, you were since I could. Yeah. Really? But yeah. My dad always took us, and then I just started really deer hunting two years ago. Okay. Yeah, and then that's that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's definitely it's a different uh, experience altogether as yeah. far as just hiking and camping and yeah. pursuing one target as opposed to hundreds. Yeah, you know. I'm like, no, it's like, yeah, we were kind of talking about it a second ago, but it's like it's sort of uncomparable. But it's like you know the the uh, like the level of success or that you feel when you get a deer is yeah. way beyond like yeah it's it's crazy I never thought about it I never thought it would be that um like that much of a highlight you know yeah. like I thought like if I can hunt ducks every day like why would I go spend all yeah. this time to hunt one deer yeah and then I figured it out because I did it and I was like whoa this is it's like an uncomparable feeling to yeah like, just smashing ducks every day yeah, as fun as that is you yeah. know yeah, it's um, fun when they're circling and they're working. Yeah, and, yeah, your adrenaline's still pumping while you're duck hunting. Yeah. It's not, it's not like a lull, but um, but your heart doesn't feel like yeah. it's beating out of your chest. For exactly. The yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, dude. But that that California buck, when I first went to shoot him, I couldn't even shoot him. My heart was beating so hard. Yeah, I like ran out of breath sitting there trying to pull the trigger. And I was like, you just have to compose yourself. Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to just. He had no idea I was there. I was just like way up above him in the mountains, but I just yeah, I had to like back off my rifle and I was like, dude, he's not going anywhere. He doesn't even know you're here. Just relax and yeah. go up there and shoot him. Yeah. And uh, so the second the the second round was good, but yeah, that's a that's a pretty surreal feeling. Yeah. When it finally happens. Definitely. Yeah. So your so your first buck ever was what eighteen and it was forky right yeah okay yep and then you just yeah just that was, turned it up a notch in nineteen yeah yeah exactly so I uh, the I got the fork horn I mean I went up there and I was like I'm shooting the first deer I see because I have no standards yeah. and I want the meat yep. right I was I, that's also the other thing I don't buy meat now like I just eat wild game well, yeah yeah so um, that was what kicked it off and then so. I did. The first deer I saw was a fork and horn, rutting a doe. And so, yeah. yeah, I killed him. And then this year, my goal was, the first one was a fork and horn. My goal this year was a three by three. Like, 
that's all I wanted. I didn't have these big standards, yeah. you know. You started with the two by two now. Yeah, three by. That's all I wanted. Yeah, yeah. and then um, then I found some. So the first the first hunt is archery, California, for deer. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And then so I never even saw a small buck. I just started turning up big bucks, and I was oh, like, really? yeah, well, not a lot of them, but every deer I saw was big. Um, okay. So. Then I'm like, well, shit, now I've seen big deer, right? And you uh, even more. Yeah, so I, I didn't end up getting one with my bow, but I had a lot of fun and got close on, on like a really nice 3 by 3 And then during, so now like a month goes by and it's, well, let's see, that was August. So then September, as soon as archery season in California ended, then we um, went to Montana okay. for archery elk. And then got a bull, and then my buddy got a bull, and then I killed the cow. Yeah, yeah. So that was my first archery animal, okay. which was cool after hunting for two weeks in California and not getting anything. Yeah. And I go to Montana and get I didn't get, I didn't care what it was like just yeah. finally getting able to pull my bow back. I've never even pulled my bow back. Yeah. So just at getting an, it. At an animal. And yeah, yeah, at an animal. So just pull my bow back, and then that just I mean it's just like a perfect shot at thirty yards, and I watched her go fifty feet and die like yeah. it was. Um, so that was cool. And you were you were back in there? Yeah. Far? Yes. Uh, yeah. Seven miles. I was pro- she was probably eight miles in. Camp was seven miles. Um, okay. And then and then you and so you shot the cow and your buddy shot the bull. And he shot his bull on the other mountain. We had to pack it out a different trailhead. But it was like really really close to yeah. the time you shot your cow. Yeah, right? it was an hour apart. We yeah, shot yeah. them an hour apart, two miles apart. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so and there's three of us and we had some work. Yeah. Yeah. Two elk to pack out. Yeah. So that was, but it's it was what was cool was like when you're going into like a hunt like that, you're like, well, I don't know what this work entails. You're like, you're scared. Like, okay, so I shoot this elk in here, then what happens? Yeah. Right. So then after you do it, you're like, okay, it wasn't that bad. You just have to hike 15 miles a day with, uh, well, only one way has 100 pounds on your back. You know, the other way doesn't. You're just walking. Yeah. Um. So. Then once you do it, you're like, okay, so I could pack out an elk in three days if I really have to. And yeah. then that's that's just your mindset going into anything now. It's like, yeah. okay, if I'm seven miles in or ten miles in, then it's a couple days, but it's not going to kill me. Yeah. So did now you, it's did just... Did you do like, physic, did you do like a bunch of physical fitness to try to prepare for that hunt? I've always just worked out and yeah. stuff, yeah. So like preparing for the hunt itself, not so much. Like... I just ramped up my cardio. Well, just knowing that you might have to pack out an elk. Yeah, yeah. So, like, I just do more cardio in the gym, and then I hunted for two straight weeks in California for archery prior to that. Yeah. And even then, I have my camp on my back the whole time, which is That's like a 60-pound pack. Yeah, so yeah. so I was in, yeah, plenty good shape to, to pack the, yeah. the elk out. But, um, so, yeah, like, once you do it, like, now I drew this New Mexico elk tag, and it's like I'm looking at stuff that's, like, six miles in, and I'm doing a solo and I'm like, yeah, I mean, it's not going to kill me. It might take me a couple of days, but yeah. I mean, it is what it is. It's cold. Yeah. So just hang it up and start working. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So then then after the, I got the archery elk and then came back to California, um, then I hunted for uh, like four more days during rifle season. And then I killed. So then my second buck ever was a 150-inch uh, California buck like a sweet four by four yeah, with eye guards. Dude. Yeah. So I'm like, what did I do now? I have these standards. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, so yeah, I mean, yeah, he was, I was juiced about him. I couldn't have been happier. Yeah. I think it's nice and heavy. And yeah. Tall. Tall. Yeah. yeah. He's narrow and tall, but he's got like a four inch eye guard. And then 
even his forks are all weird. Like one's really narrow and long and the other one's wide. A um, little bit of velvet hanging off. Yeah, yeah, still in velvet. So so that was super cool. But like um, I had bought a tag for Utah earlier in the year, just like sight unseen. I bought a CWMU tag they sell, like yeah. just, like high-end tags, I guess you could call them. Okay. Where, um, so I bought one earlier and I was like, yeah, I just want to go there and just kill a nice deer. Well, then I did it in California over the counter. Yeah. And I'm like, well, that's what I was hoping to kill in Utah with this tag that I bought. Yeah. Right. So I'm like, okay, well now I got to go to Utah with a different standard. Um, yeah. But you were, you were saying you're in California buck is probably the most meaningful to you, right? I mean, it's Oh, for sure. And- yeah. The most work for sure. Yeah. Like, um, yeah. So I killed him and I shed a couple of tears for sure. Yeah. yeah I called my dad when I killed him. Cause my dad's always asking, like I talk, talk to him every day while I'm up there, yeah. you know? So like I shoot out a text to him and my two buddies that I always hunt with. And I go, dude, I found a monster buck and he is two miles away. Yeah. I'm going to, I'll, I'll be there in two hours and I'll let you guys know how it goes. But I don't know. I don't know where he went. I just know he's in that general area. Yeah. So then when I made that phone call to my dad that I actually killed this buck, cause I've been talking to him for two weeks nonstop that I'm yeah. hunting. Um, yeah. He, but after, afterwards I saw him first and he's like, were you crying when you called me? I was like, dude, you don't have to call me out like that. <laughs> yeah, but dude, like uh, the sense of accomplishment is unreal yeah. when you put in that much work. Yeah. It's not even comparable to, like I said, I've done, I've accomplished almost anything I've set out to do, you know, just yeah. work related or life related or whatever, yeah. and nothing compared to that buck. Well, when you're in the moment and you're so excited, I mean, the first person you're going to call. Yeah, like, yeah, he was the first one I called. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So. Yeah. It was, uh, it was cool, dude. That's awesome. So yeah, I got him and then, um, then I went to, was how, so how far you were, how far back again on that hunt? You were, um, so I, I was camped five miles in and then I shot him another two miles and he was just two miles further. Oh, yeah. Oh, so yeah. you packed him back to camp. And then... Yeah. So every, yeah, everything I've been doing is just out of a backpack, like on my back with yeah, a, yeah. like a light camp and that kind of stuff. So, yeah. um, all during archery and everything, I'm just always trying to be just a few miles in. Um, how many days do you, how many days have you been back there already? Five. Oh, so I, on that trip, that was just the second day. Okay. Yeah. But I normally was going for like five day trips. Okay. Through prior to that during archery and then the first rifle weekend. Yeah. Um, but that was just the second the second day. So I went in, I killed him on a Saturday. It was the second weekend of the season. So I hiked in. I worked four tens. So I had too much. I didn't have any vacation yeah. after all the other hunts I had planned. So <laughs> like I worked. I had just got up at like two in the morning and hiked up and got up Friday morning into there. I didn't see any deer that morning. And then I set up camp. And then the Saturday I found him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then I killed him at eleven o'clock and then finished packing him out. My buddy hiked in and helped me. He he lives in that area, so okay. he just hiked in to help me. So with him coming in and helping me, I killed a deer at eleven o'clock, and we were at the truck at eight thirty at night. Jeez. Yeah, it was wicked. <laughs> so I packed. I I killed a buck two miles from camp, all the way across the mountain, like straight down and straight up, and then. Yep. So I packed the whole buck back to camp. I just quartered it up and put the whole thing on my back, which is heavy. Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, so it took me three hours to go. Two miles. Dang. Yeah. Um, it was... But, I mean, I wasn't going to make that trip twice. Yeah, yeah I wasn't going to do it twice. So... Um, and then I and I wanted to mount them, so I had the cape and everything. Yeah, yeah. Right? Um, and then, as soon as I got to camp, 
I was like, God, I hope my buddy's just a little bit late, right? Because, I mean, that's already been three hours since I called him, yeah. right? And he's got a decent hike in. I'm like, I hope he's you know, a little bit behind because I am freaking dead. And then, dude, I no sooner get my pack off my back and I hear him coming down the mountain. I'm like, no. And then, like, I'm, like, kind of, like, meandering around camp. He's like, let's go, dude. He's like, I came here to pack this buck out, not to hang out. I'm yeah. like, I'm freaking beat. Oh, so... Uh, so yeah, we, I mean, he just he, we, right when he got there, we just split the buck up, and then I had my whole camp also yeah, to yeah. pack out. Cause I I went into this whole season thinking that I could pack a whole buck and my camp out. Yeah, that's heavy. <laughs> I mean, that just the whole buck was heavy. I couldn't imagine another. I don't know what it, my camp was like forty five pounds. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I was like, I don't know. That might not be. Terrifying. Yeah. You use trekking poles? Oh, yeah. yeah. Dude, those things are a lifesaver. It's crazy. Yeah, I strap my gun to my pack and everything and just use trekking poles, yeah. See, so. I, str- I struggle with when, when I'm hunting, using the trekking poles and putting my... Oh, I don't use one when I'm hunting. <laughs> but like when I once I had something down, yeah, yeah I'm strapping yeah, yeah. my gun to my pack and I have the trekking poles in my pack yeah, and I yeah, pull yeah. them out, yeah. Yeah, I don't... And especially like when I'm walking around, like still hunting, I'm not trying to be stabbing a trekking pole and click clicking it into rocks and stuff yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah i don't mess with them while i'm hunting but when i'm packing stuff out yeah, yeah sure or hiking in just with with camp i use yeah. them for i use them for everything yeah yeah but yeah that was uh that was an adventure that was it was a lot of work yeah yeah and then um and then i saw um i went down to one of these ponds to get water the previous day, like on Friday, so I hiked in and then I needed to get water for the weekend, so I dropped down to this pond to get water. And um, the pond's only like 20 feet around, right? And I, it's real shallow, so I had to climb out on this tree that was I had fallen in the water. Yeah. So I climbed out on this tree so I could get to the deeper water so I could scoop it up into my filter, right? And um, I've already been at this pond for like four or five minutes. I glassed it before I walked down to it because it's like real shaded and stuff. I didn't see anything. Yeah. And I've already been there for like four or five minutes getting water and I just hear something. And I look up and this monster black bear, but he was actually cinnamon. So it looked like a little grizzly bear. He's huge. Just comes blowing out of the grass. He's only like 20 yards away. Just comes blowing out of this brush that he was just sleeping in. It must have took him that long to either hear me or sent me. I don't know what. Um, And just, and seeing him run over the hill looked like a, like you could see their fur like yeah, shaking back and forth yeah and like and he covered a hundred yards in like two seconds really? and whatever and i was just thinking i was like dude i could not imagine if that thing was running at me like and guys going dude yeah it was unreal but i'm going back in there this year i want him really oh yeah dude he's sweet bear i was upset that i didn't see him when i glassed that pond before i walked down there yeah, I'm still bummed. Two years ago, I ran into a big, a big uh, color phase uh-huh. cinnamon colored bear, and so, you know, I was getting all juiced. I was going to go after him, and I hear a gunshot, and then he or he he goes over a ridge, and I hear a gunshot, and then I hear the death moan. Oh, really? Somebody whacked him on the other side, huh? I'm like, I didn't even know anyone else was in there. Yeah, like, that's crazy. Damn it. Yeah, I didn't even hear a gunshot uh, in California this year. I don't, oh, you were just well, there's not that many. Deer. There's not that many deer either. Well, yeah, that's true too. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, so yeah, I'm actually going to go back in and try to get that bear this year because he shouldn't be far. I mean, they yeah. that's where they live. Uh, yeah. But if I would have killed him, I wouldn't have killed my buck because I would have been packing him out for freaking two days. Yeah. Yeah, because he was huge and he was still further back in there also. Yeah. Yeah. So that was. But it was cool seeing one like that. Just it makes me want to hunt them now. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So yeah. So then I did the 
Um, oh, to Utah after that, right? Yeah, then I took a month off and went to Utah, Wyoming, and Montana. And oh, then, oh, okay. I did them all. I just did a... Just, so that was... So that you killed this buck in September? That uh, California buck was October, October? 5th. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then... And you left. October um, 24th, I went to Utah. Okay. Yeah, and hunted there. It was a seven-day season. Um, no, sorry. The season's longer than that, but that was the last seven days. I just wanted to hunt the last seven days. Gotcha. Um, just hit the cold weather and stuff. Hopefully, they'd be up moving some more. Yeah. And it was actually a super tough hunt. Really? Yeah, quite a bit. Um, not so much physically, but mentally. Like, it was just... There was not that many deer. They're, they're there, but they don't, they're not out as often. Because, I, I mean, come to find out... I bought the tag site unseen. Come to find out that just gets hammered. There was like... 10 people there on UTVs driving. Oh, really? Yeah, just smashed. They all bought the same tag. I thought I was going to this place by myself. Yeah. I didn't know, right? I mean, I'm new at all this. Dude, yeah, there's like 10 dudes on UTVs just smashing all the roads. The deer are not dumb. They hear UTV anywhere, and they just dip off into those like big juniper patches. Yeah. Yeah, so like it was actually really tough, yeah. Yeah. I found like, it was like, I can't even remember. It was like 17 bucks the first day. And I was like, oh, a piece of cake. No, it turns out I just got really lucky where I decided to be at daylight on the first day. Okay. And then I didn't see hardly any bucks for five more days. Damn, why didn't I shoot on the first day? Yeah, I know. Well, they were they were nice, but they weren't as nice as my California deer. That's what I would have probably whacked one. Now you have a standard. Yeah, so, yeah so I ended up uh, killing that stag buck, that, that cactus buck. Oh, yeah, I think it's cool. Yeah, so... Um, yeah. I sent. I he was. He seemed old. I sent his teeth in to get aged. They haven't. They haven't aged him yet. Yeah, but yeah, he was super cool. Um, so we all ground down. His teeth. Dude, uh, just... kind of. The taxidermist said that he looked old. I mean, really? I still don't know that much, you know. Yeah. Um, but I assumed he was like my California deer only had three teeth left on his bottom. Oh really? But I didn't know that you could age him. I would have loved to age oh, yeah. him, yeah. He looks pretty old. Yeah, nice. yeah. Like when I checked his teeth, he only had three left on the bottom. Um, so then this one's had them all. So I'm thinking, well, he can't be that old. But then the taxidermist looks at the back molars, which is actually how you judge him. Okay. Um, and he's like, no, he's old. So I cut him out and send him in. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see how old he is. But he's super cool. Yeah, he was like a nine by seven, um, and just little like stickers everywhere with. Yeah. Like one of them has like a double. It's not. It's not like a double main beam. It's two beams on one side of his head that just branch out. Yeah. You know. Um, so yeah, that he was super cool. So I got him on the the sixth day, and then. Okay. Um, How I, was that terrain? The area you were in was it super flat? Oh really? Yeah, real flat. It was like, that's what I didn't like about it. Okay. I bought like I thought that I was buying this like I don't know what I thought. You yeah. know, I didn't research it at all. Sight yeah. unseen. Yeah, exactly. Um, so it was just super flat. What it is is it's it's basically old ag fields. Okay. That once they put it into this CWM um, like category, they actually don't plant it anymore. So they just let the like the native grasses grow with the old crop. Huh. And so now it's just like it looks like crop fields, but they're not really harvested or replanted or anything. Yeah, yeah. It's just like old crop. So there's that and I think most of it was like wheat and um I don't really know somebody over there's probably gonna think I'm a dumbass I don't know what it was dude it looked like wheat it was just like yeah. foot and a half tall grass yeah, right yeah. um and then sage and just huge juniper patches and okay. the bucks lived in the juniper patches and a little bit of the sage but mostly in the in the big juniper patch and you could never you could never go in there and find them like 
It's really? super dense, yeah. So you're pretty much just hunting the edges of them, glassing the edges of them, just catching the bucks out in the fields. Out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they do. It just you just you have to be in the right place at the right time where yeah. nobody else is driving around, and yeah. um, and then you they're not out for a long time. Like the first morning, I found five bucks, and they were they were in the middle of a field, and they were back in the juniper patch. It's like you couldn't even shoot them. That's how dark it was. Okay. I barely found them. I only knew they were bucks because they were fighting. I couldn't tell they were bucks. Huh. That's how dark it was. And then they like ran across the field back into the junipers before, I mean, way before the sun even came up. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, what is that about? Well, come to find out, it's because there's people everywhere. <laughs> I didn't know it was my first day there. Just pushing them back. Yeah, they just pushed them back. Yeah, they're, they're, they were super smart. They were smart deer. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it ended up being a tough hunt. And then I just, like the terrain wasn't... Um, you pretty much had to drive everywhere. Yeah. You couldn't glass from like a vantage or anything like yeah. that. You had to drive to each field because you like couldn't see it. Hunting. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I haven't handled a hunted antelope, but it's yeah. a similar train, just real flat, grassy. Yeah. Um, and then you couldn't like look from one field to another because it was separated by juniper patches. So okay. you had to drive to each field to look at it. Yeah. And so it wasn't that. It wasn't that fun. Yeah. Uh, but I met some super cool dudes over there that made it really fun. Really. That lived there. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. The one kid is like. Um, uh, yeah, he was super cool. Him and his buddy helped me. Um, they actually found the deer that I ended up killing. Oh, and okay. called me. Oh, yeah. yeah, so he took time off of work. Oh, nice. Yeah, he just loved hunting. He actually, he was one of, like, he guides that unit uh, during elk season for mossback. Oh, wow. Yeah. So That's it's cool. a real high-end elk unit. Nice. Yeah, but I bought the deer tag there. Um, so this kid was really familiar with the unit and everything. Super cool. I ran into him because there's only one glassing spot in the whole place. So yeah. I was just there to glass and then this kid pulls up there and I was like oh what's up dude I have this deer tag um he was looking off the backside on to some other stuff that he could hunt um so I ended up getting his number and then um once Utah's actual deer season ended I had that tag so it goes like four extra days it's weird like Utah's season ends like on the 28th and I can hunt till the 31st oh wow yeah so once his season ended then uh he was just helping me and okay. by helping me, like, we basically just split up in trucks and drive around. That's yeah. all you can do. Yeah, yeah. So, like, he would drive one way and I'd drive the other way. And then he found that buck and I, he called me and I basically went over there and shot it. Yeah. So, like, it wasn't – but I kind of turned it into a tough hunt because I was being selective. And then yeah. I would just hike throughout the day and try to find bucks bedded yeah. um, in the junipers, which I did. I found a really nice buck that I went to kill. Um, but the wind was terrible. Like, I was just – I wasn't planning on him being there. I was just going to cross this canyon because mm-hmm. I'm trying to find high spots to glass from. So I was just going to walk across this canyon. And I was like, well, I better glass that. It's pretty shaded down on like one of the sides of the like the drainages. Yeah, and yeah. I just throw my binos up right on this pretty sweet buck. And I was like, whoa. So, But the wind's blowing right at my back and he's 300 yards away. So like I'm trying to find a spot to rest. I'm First, I'm trying to judge him because I'm just looking through my binos at 300 yards. Yeah. Um, and then... Once I decide, I'm like, okay, he's sweet. He's, he's a nice buck. But, I mean, I literally just go to put my rifle up, and I see him just, like, whip his head over in my direction because he, he caught my wind. Yeah. And just, he just cruised out. Like, he didn't panic because huh. it probably wasn't that strong. But he just, yeah, just rolled out as soon as I was getting ready to smoke him. So that's one lucky buck. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, that was, like, on day four. And then I didn't see shit. It was just, yeah, yeah it was tough. Um, but I did get that one, and then... Um, I dropped him off at a taxidermist in Utah. Another super okay. cool dude. And then um, I went to 
Yeah, so it's like even though that that hunt wasn't like super difficult or super you know like yeah your style of hunting really, but you got to meet a couple new yeah yeah there's yeah exactly. Yeah. I mean, if I didn't meet those guys, like. That hunt would have been trash. Yeah, 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 it would have it would have sucked, dude. Yeah, so it's like, um, and like I was with them when I killed that buck. It was super cool. Yeah, like we celebrated and yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. If I wouldn't have met those guys, I would not have had a very good time at all. Yeah. Um, so that was that was really cool. Added to the experience a little bit. Yeah, big time. Yeah, and um, so, um, and one of the dudes I met lived um, like in Salt Lake City, Utah, and he was yeah. just down there hunting with the the two kids that helped me. Okay. He was really cool too. So. I end up going up to Salt Lake with that buck because he does taxidermy like for his buddy owns a taxidermist business oh, yeah. and then he did like the stitching just random coincidences yeah. right yeah. and at first I'm like bro I'm not giving you my deer to practice your taxidermy because <laughs> everybody's a taxidermist yeah. if you ask them yeah. yeah and then he's like no we're legit like he's like it's not like some yeah. buddy deal right and they were legit like they did super nice work so I was like well that's convenient right yeah. so yeah. I dropped this buck off at, at their shop and then um, I go straight to Wyoming because opening day in Wyoming is the following day. Okay. So I just get, I get to Wyoming like at dark and then I just had got a hotel room for um, two nights and then because I was going to scout opening day because I hadn't been there really. I was just going to drive around and scout. And yeah. Then, just kind of get familiar with the Yeah, exactly. Camp. And then I was going to pick a spot to camp. Yeah. Um, that was my plan anyways. And then opening day, I... It took me till almost noon to find like a, any decent deer sign, and there was fresh snow. Like there was like four inches of snow, and it took me till noon, okay. driving around, hiking around to find like deer sign. So it was fresh, fresh, fresh snow, yeah, yeah, and and no deer. And I was like, oh, this is weird. So sometimes when it's super fresh, it just covers everything up. So yeah, like, yeah. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't that old. Like um, I, I, I love it when it's like that though, because then it's like. If you whatever you see, you know is like yeah. You're right that's what I'm it. saying. It's like I'm not seeing tracks, and and I know that they should be in here. And if I see them, that they're they're close. They're close, yeah. yeah. Or at least they might not be close, but like to my to my spot. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, they're within a mile. Yeah. You know, I'm not. I don't think I'm gonna kill one when I see their tracks. I just yeah, know they're there. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's what I'm getting to. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I see these tracks, and I'm like, okay, sweet. So I take off on this hike, just a little hike to. Um, to figure out like why they're living in there, yeah. right? It's like a huge drainage, but there's certain features that might hold them as opposed to other features. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, well, let me figure out why they're living in here. And then I'll go, I'll pick a spot to camp where I can glass a bunch of these features, right? Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm thinking. So I go to start hiking and I'm like randomly glassing down on this uh, ridge line. And then um, I find this freaking monster buck bedded next to this doe. I actually see the doe first, so I'm glassing and I see like a pair of ears behind this piece of sage. I don't even know it's a deer. Like I, they're not moving, and I'm just like, dude, those look like deer ears, and yeah. I'm just watching them. And then pretty soon I see him flick, and then she turns sideways, and I was like, holy shit, I just found my first deer. Right? It's like, yeah. thank God, because um, it's like some desolate country where I was at. Okay. Um, so I just see the doe, and then I'm like, okay. So then I just start really focusing in that area. I'm not expecting a buck to be with her because it's only November 1st. Like, yeah, it's yeah. not really, they're not really rutting. Not but quite, huh? Yeah. Um, and then, like, I mean, just 10 feet to the right of her, behind another patch of sage, I see his horns sticking up. I can't see the deer, but I can see his horns. And he was big, so, like, I didn't really have to question it at all. I wasn't yeah. trying to sit there and judge him, right? Yeah. So, I just had to go, like, around the, I just had to shift, like, 50 yards on this knoll to get 
a visual on his body. And then, um, yeah, he was 400 yards like on the money, and I just smoked him in his bed. Nice. Yeah, it was like it was just a, the turn of events was insane. Did he get up and move at all? Or yeah, so um, he was bedded facing away from me, and his his back was facing to me. Okay. Right. So I mean, the I probably didn't need to hit him again, but I mean, the first shot was just a spinal, but going straight into his vitals. Also, right. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it just center punched his spine, and but also went into his vitals, and so he just like stood up on his front legs, which was weird. So like, I can't, I haven't seen this deer fully yet. I haven't seen his rack fully. I can just barely see it yeah. over the over the sagebrush. So I put this first round in him. And after I saw how big he was, I never looked at his horns again. I was just trying to see a spot to shoot him in the body, right? Yeah, yeah. Try to get a to get a good kill shot on him. So after I hit him, he gets up on his front legs and turns and faces straight at me. And I'm just like, holy shit. Because like now I can see him. Yeah. And I was like, whoa, he's big. And uh I just put another one just straight in his chest, and then he slid down this steep, steep hill, like covered in snow, slid all the way to the bottom of it. Nice. And yeah, then I went over there and found him and stuff. It was it was a cool place to kill a buck. He was way down in this drainage, and like it was all shaded still at noon. That's how oh, really? deep it was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, was, that was awesome. And then really cool place to kill him, other than, other than the fact that you had to hike him back up the mountain. Yeah, so I did him in two trips because I was only yeah. I was only like half a mile from the truck, and like it was oh, so okay. steep, I was like, I'm not risking falling with 120 yeah. pounds on my back for no reason. Yeah, it's not that far. I'll make two trips. Yeah. Um, so that's what I did. I just made two like nice, easy trips yeah. back to the truck, and. Um, I mean, because I, for one, I wasn't in a hurry to do anything. It was the first day of a 10-day hunt. I planned yeah. to be there for 10 days. So what did you do for the next um, So he was a good buck, so I took him. Um, I actually took him back to Utah, okay. back to Salt Lake, so that he to get him mounted oh, yeah. with my same buck. Well so I drove seven hours yeah. in the exact opposite direction that I needed to go. I drove back to Salt Lake, dropped him off. And like by then I'm like friends with these dudes, so they let me crash at their house. That's cool. Because it's late at night, right? So um, we we go out, do a little drinking, and get some food and stuff. I crash at their house. Um, the tax, um, actually no, the taxidermist. I didn't crash at his house, but he was cool. That's who I was out with. But um, yeah, yeah. the other dude I met while I was hunting just crashed on his couch. And then um, the following morning we went to breakfast, and then. The one dude's dad killed a bomber buck. Really? Yeah, it was cool. So, like, we go to breakfast at this place, and he's just got this trophy in the back of his truck. Yeah, I think it was 29 inches wide. Just a, uh, It was a sweet buck that um, that he just killed. So, we all go to breakfast, and then this his dad killed this buck. He bought us all breakfast. It was, dude, it was awesome. Yeah. These are so cool. Um, That's cool. Yeah, so I went back to Utah, hung out with those dudes for two days, and then from there on, I drove straight to Montana. So, um, I wasn't supposed to be in Montana until the 15th. That yeah. was my plan, and I got to Montana on the third, I think, and I just hunted for ten days. Yeah, and just hunted deer, just looking for. I was just looking for the best buck I could find, but and not rushing it either because I had ten days to hunt. So yeah, yeah. So this whole, this whole trip is all solo, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was solo up to this point. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, and then yeah, so Montana. Then I hunted ten days solo. I tried to pack in. I packed in for like three or four days and almost froze to death. I mean. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was freezing. A storm came through, and that's what was cold. It wasn't yeah. bad when it was thirty degrees, but when the storm came through, I was like, "Dude, I'm only like I was only like three miles in," yeah. and I was like, "Dude, I could I could walk in here in the morning from the like from the trailhead. It's yeah. it's not that bad." So then I hunted like the last 
I think six days just out of a hotel. I was just doing day hunts, but I would just get up really early and hike in. Yeah. Like two miles or something and still not see anybody. Yeah. Nobody. If you okay. just go like two miles and never see a piece of orange. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that was cool. And then I found deer every day. I found bucks every day. Um, so you're just kind of like going state by state, just kind of adapting to the... Yeah, exactly. It was, it was fun, dude. It was all different yeah. terrain. And yeah, and now I'm in Montana and the bucks are starting to rut. So like I'm learning that I have to hunt the does pretty much. Like yeah, yeah. you're not looking up on the timber line um, yeah. for bucks that are just out feeding. You're finding does and you're yeah. just checking them and waiting for bucks to come. It's like rushing down to them, which yeah. they do. Like they'll just come... Like you'll check one group one day, there's nothing there. You check them the next day, and there's a buck with them. Like, yeah. So that's what I did for uh, ten days. I just found a bunch of different groups of does, hunted all over the unit, both like both ends of the unit. Okay. Um, and just like I just pretty much watched deer, and if it wasn't a buck that I thought was nice, then I wasn't even pursuing it. I would just watch it. It was so fun to watch. Yeah. Yeah. Most of them were just big fork and horns. Okay. It was just like. 23 inch 24 inch wide fork and horns everywhere <laughs> yeah. and uh but so yeah they were just they were fun to watch the bucks running are a blast to watch yeah, yeah. yeah that's cool um, i mean i haven't i haven't had to run bucks yet but it's yeah, yeah. it was it, it's fun um so how, how like the terrain out there is it comparable how is it comparable to here like d-zone um how is it like if you get up decently high it's um it's all pines is it right yeah um but then at the base of the pines like here it seems like at the base of our high pines it turns into like rock right mm -hmm. you got the granite and then yeah. and then below that is the foothills yeah right then it turns into like the rolling flats yeah. and then we're just on that unit specifically that i was in i don't know about everywhere else it's you have the pines up high and then just immediately below the pines is it turns into almost like a rolling, um, just grass. Okay. Right. So, yeah, yeah. so that's what I was hunting is like, that's where the does seem to hang out was just down in the grass. Okay. Um, later on when I went in, when we went up with my buddy to get his elk, we did find more bucks up high in some like isolated patches running does yeah. way up high, yeah. which is probably where we'll focus this year because I'm assuming they're going to be bigger because yeah. they're not getting smoked every year down yeah. in the low stuff. So that's what I'll be doing this year. But I killed my buck down in the low stuff. Okay. Just down in the grass, rutting. Just I found them. Um, I, I'm almost positive it's the same buck that I found on the very first day. So the very first day, I was glassed all morning, and then I turned this buck up that was just getting back into the timber. That he was down checking some does. Yeah. Um, and it was the nicest buck I saw. Right. And yeah. then, um, never saw him again. I hunted that spot for three more days. Never saw him again. And then, then I rolled out and just started hunting all over the place. Well, then on day 10, I go back into that same general area and it's dark, dark. And I see a buck running does. I like, I can't see that they're bucks, right? You can just see their, their actions. Cause yeah. I'm up there at dark. Like I'm glassing as soon as you can see anything, mm -hmm. right? Just to find a deer body. And then you can watch to see if there's a buck like pushing them around. Right? right. So I see this, I just know it's a buck. He's like, I don't know, like a mile up the ridge. So I just go just hauling ass up there to see what it is. I get up there, and of course, it's a big fork and horn. Yeah. <laughs> like, dude, every time, I'm a master at glassing up fork and horns. So, um, so I, le I legit just watch this fork and horn, take some video of him, because I like just video and taking pictures of him, right? Yeah. And he's on the left-hand side of this ridge line. I'm walking up the ridge line, 
he's on the left-hand side of this ridge line. So once I see it's him, I just pan to the right side of the ridge line and I see another buck pushing more does and he pushes them just around this hill. I can't see what it was, but I know it was a buck pushing does. So I go like, I don't know, another 500 yards and get up and I can see, and it's a nice four by four. And he was, he's just outside of his ears. I'm like, that's all I was looking for in this yeah. unit, right? Yeah. So I'm like, sweet, dude. And it's my 10th day. My buddy flies in the very next day. Okay. So I'm like, this is perfect. So um, I get over, I cut the distance like in half. And now I'm like 500 yards, but it's pretty windy. And I just wasn't comfortable sh shooting him that far in the wind, right? Yeah. And he's, he's down in his pocket running these does. It's not like he's just really on the move, right? right. Um, so now my next op option is like the peak right above him. Um, so like he's down in a valley and then there's, it's steep and then there's just a ridge and then there's like a peak above him, which I'm not gonna be able to see him from. Yeah, yeah. But so I hike up to this peak and like I'm careful glassing any exit routes like the whole time. I don't see any deer leaving. So I get up on this peak and I just sit there. I set, like I lay my pack out. I lay my gun out. I take like everything. I take my binos off cause I'm going to range with them. And every, like, I just set up on this peak and I'm like, he's got to come out. Like eventually he's yeah. down in here running these does. So, um, I'm sitting up there for like 10 minutes and I'm like, dude, did I, did I do the right thing? Like, I don't know where this deer could have went. Like I can see a lot, you yeah. know, like, um, I'm like, I don't, I don't know what's going on, but I'm still going to sit here. Like I'm trying to be patient. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, so I'm sitting there like another maybe five minutes goes by. And for the most part, I'm looking with my naked eye because it's just grass. Like you can see these deer in the grass. Right. Yep. And that's, and where the valleys all lead out, it leads out into like, um, saddles of grass. Right. So I'm expecting them to end up on one of these saddles and I'm going to be able to see them plain as day. So after like 15 minutes, and even then, it's only like 200 yards straight across this mountain. It's just really steep. Um, yeah. I still think I'd be able to see them with the naked eye. And um, so I'm just glassing far stuff. And then I'm like, shit, I'm going to throw these binos up. Maybe they're, maybe I just can't see them. And I threw my binos up. And just him and one doe had just walked. I, apparently, I can't see that well. And they just walked up, like up underneath these rocks. And just their gray coats blending with the rock ridiculous okay. compared to the tan grass yeah and um so like i mean if i was doing anything like like obtrusive up on top of that hill they would have popped me like but i'm just sitting up there like trying to be patient yeah. you know if i was like standing up trying to glass and stuff so like i was just being patient and it worked out because i end up seeing that buck in the doe they yeah. were straight across from me like they walked out in the open for 50 yards and i never saw them yeah yeah and then, but I had everything set up, so I didn't have to do anything. I legit just like got down on prone, just laid down, and then shot him straight across the hill, like 250 yards. Nice. Yeah. Um, and that was sweet. Like he was standing behind the doe. I mean, he's rutting the doe. He's just he's standing right behind her. Yeah. And I just shoot him. I shoot him twice. The first shot he didn't move, and the second shot he really didn't move either. He just kind of it just stunned him. Right. He's just yeah. standing there, and then he just falls over right in place. He walked like five steps. Really. And then the doe just looks back like, huh? And then uh, <laughs> what's wrong with you? Bro? That was it. Yeah, she didn't run off or anything, dude. Yeah. Really? Yeah, because he just he didn't like panic. He just toppled over right there. Yeah. And uh, so yeah, so then I that I just walked. I hiked all the way uphill to hunt that area. So um, I just packed him all the way out too. So okay. Yeah. But I'm just whole. I wasn't that far in, just a couple of miles. So. Oh, okay. Just um, one trip. Yeah, yeah. It was all downhill. Nice. So just um, packed him out. So that was cool. That was day ten, and then um, 
So then my buddy flies in the next day, and um, I don't have any more tags because I punched my elk tag during archery season, and then yeah, I just yeah. punched my deer tag. He still has an elk tag and a deer tag. Oh, okay. So he flew in the next day. We hike way up um, to where the elk should be, right? Because um, he wants to hunt elk first. Because um, the deer, you can punch your tag if you wanted to. Yeah, yeah. Anywhere. Yeah. Because um, they're just, they're little bucks are everywhere. Yeah. Um, so we hike up to get elk. And so we get there in the evening and turn up a nice buck running a doe way up on top. So the very first evening, we pack all the way up in there, find this buck, and then go over there and kill this buck just before dark on okay. the first evening, yeah, of our elk hunt. Yeah. Right? And uh, <laughs> so then we pack it back to camp, hang it all up. He's juiced. Um, and then the the next morning, and this buck was running doe too. There was actually yeah. two bucks they'd been fighting. It was cool. They were like raking branches at each other yeah. and stuff. Yeah, it was, it was cool. Um and I got videos of it. So he gets the bigger of the two bucks, and then um, we pack it all back to camp. We get back to camp. It's dark. Um, and then, so we wake up the next morning. We still haven't seen any bulls. We did find some cow elk. That's where the deer were. The deer were in the same general area as the cows. Okay. That's what that's what made us see them. We saw the elk first. Huh. But they were just all cows, and then we see these deer that are running through this timber. Yeah, yeah. Um, so then the very next morning, he glasses up a group of bachelor bulls at daylight and then um there it was far it was a hike and he ends up taking a suite like five by seven at okay. i don't know what it was like 10 o'clock or something and then but it was so far away that we're not even in the same vicinity as our camp or yeah. where we hiked in or anything so we had to, by the time we got it quartered up um we couldn't even consider packing it back to where we came. I mean, I guess if you if that was your only option, you would, but it was like a massive mountain range yeah. away from our camp. Yeah. So we packed it out a totally different trailhead. We just hiked a different trailhead, and we just sat there until a car drove by at dark. <laughs> yep. Sat there. Oh, and then just hitched a ride? Or yep. <laughs> sat there in the dark, um, and then... Hitched a ride to where our pickup was. That was nice of them. Dude, it was super cool. It was this this guy and his wife. And um, so like they're they're driving. I mean it's a it's a rural road. Yeah, right? Yeah. And so like it took an hour. We were we were at the trailhead for an hour in the dark till somebody drove by. I mean it would have took us five hours to um just if once we got to the road, if we wanted to go to our truck, it probably would have took us like five hours. It was yeah. hella far. Um so like we just sat there like somebody's got to drive by here eventually. So this, we see this car coming and I flag them down like with my headlight and they pull over and it's a nice truck, dude. It's, yeah, it's like a brand new truck, leather seats and stuff. And we've been hunting for three days and killed a deer and an elk and packed them, right? Yeah. So I like, and it's a guy and his wife. And, um, and so they pull over and then she rolls out the window. I was like, could I get a ride to our truck? It's like, you know, so many miles up here and then off on this trailhead and he's like yeah, i know where that trailhead is i was just gonna get in the back it was an suv though right that oh, if they yeah. had a bed i would have just jumped in the bed but it was an suv so then his wife gets out of the front seat she climbs like into the back i was like no like i'll get in the back <laughs> she's like get in the front and i was like dude i nice, smell huh? so terrible yeah. like and then the buck was rutting but you know yeah. those things are so nasty and uh 
so I get in the front seat and like he he's a hunter and he killed oh, an elk okay. already and stuff so we're talking like the whole way there so we get to he drops me off of the truck and like I just shake his hand thank him and stuff they're super cool and then I'm just getting ready to leave and he's like hey you guys drink beer and I was like yeah <laughs> he's like let me give you guys a couple of beers so you can celebrate so like dude we get done doing all this work yeah. and then he gives me a ride and then he gives me two ice cold beers and I just save them and then when I when I get back to my buddy because he stayed at the trailhead yeah. that was pretty cool to be able to celebrate yeah, yeah. after all that work because of those two people picking us up That's or pick awesome, yeah man. it was it was super cool and then we had to pack the next day we did um dude I don't even know it was a lot we, we had to hike in and pack the rest of his elk out and then hike back up to camp and get his deer out we did it the same day I don't even know what it was like it's just 20 something miles or something, something like that yeah yeah, um, yeah it was uh, so that just success after success yeah dude it was a crazy <laughs> year yeah I punched every deer tag and yeah. my elk tag yeah, yeah that's crazy, um, so that, that was the wrap for um, 2019 then I just started duck hunting until I went to Arizona um, which I didn't kill anything in Arizona but then yeah. Well, then you went. On, then you went to Texas, right? You went. Oh yeah, yeah, and then, this year, right? yeah, this year, yeah, this year, February. Uh, me and the same dude that I just did that talking about on that elk hunt. Yeah. We went to Texas for an Audad hunt, and that was a straight up uh, experience. Like, I don't like. It's so weird. Like when you, um, like, it, we did. It was DIY, right? But you still have to pay like a landowner fee and stuff. Yeah. Basically, the tags are nothing. You pay for like a fifty dollar. It's like some weird five-day license yeah. right because the yeah. audat are like a um an invasive or non-native yeah. species down there right so um but you have to pay to get access right so we basically paid access for this like i think it was like a five thousand acre ranch okay so um just the two of us on five thousand acres yeah and it's like I, it's just weird like when you pay to access something you just you think that there's gonna be animals there right well, and yeah. you've never hunted these things well i think like people like think the idea of like going and paying for like a private property like hunt yeah. is like not or it's just gonna be easy and, yeah and the way you made it sound earlier when we were talking is like it's tons of work like, yeah it was a ton of work so we like scouted which was nice because neither of us want like some easy hunt but yeah, yeah. that's all you can do in Texas is yeah. pay landowner is pay access yeah, right yeah. and then it is what it is so if it was easy it would have been easy and we yeah. would have just got killed yeah. our sheep and came home yeah, yeah. but uh. But well, it wasn't, so it was... Not, it's not like, the, there's nothing wrong with an easy hunt, but it's like... It's just... The harder it is... The memories aren't as good. The memory... Well, yeah, it's uh-huh. like that, your Cali, like Cali buck, it's mm-hmm. like, it's most memorable to you because it was just such a pain in the ass, Yeah, right? exactly, it's so... It's rewarding when you finally get it done. So we call it the sheep hunt. I don't know what we were, you know, expecting, but um, it's straight desert, like terrain, right? Yeah. Cactuses and all that shit everywhere. Um, we don't even find one the first day. Um, and like we're hiking, we're just, we're basically making loops around this five mile or five thousand acre ranch. It yeah. feels like right, so we don't find one the first day. The second day, um, we turn them up. We turn up the small group, and neither of us had even seen one of these things up until this point ever. So yeah, like yeah. it's pretty cool. You don't even know what you're glassing for. You don't even know what they really look like. Yeah, yeah. So like it's pretty cool when you're like, dude, I got sheep. Yeah. Right. Other than like pictures or something. Yeah, exactly. It's just a cool. It's a cool feeling to just pursue a different animal and then find it um so we find these sheep um by the time we cut the distance when we get within shooting range we can't find them anymore and um they live in like some crazy terrain it's like big rocks and um like plateaus 
Okay. Real high plateaus and yeah. stuff, right? So we look everywhere. We can't find where the sheep went. Um, so then that evening, so we hike around all day again. Then that evening, we actually went way up on this rock trying to see if they went up in there and bedded down or something. We couldn't find them. Then that evening, we went back to that same spot where we never, where we last saw them. Uh-huh. And they had actually, we assumed they were going to go high when, when we lost them. Yeah. We had to walk down through the river bottoms. We assumed they went high to bed because like, they're sheep. That's, we don't know. Yeah. Well, then in the, the evening, we're sitting there just glassing that general area. And they come out of the bottom. They start coming out of the river bottom. And it's okay. like, well, what are they doing down there? They just they live wherever they want, <laughs> yeah. I guess, right? Not yeah. where, not what we not where we think they live. Yeah. Um, uh, you always want to find them where you want. Them yeah, to you want to find them where you think they should be. Yeah. Exactly, dude. And that's what we spent all day doing was way up on these cliffs trying to find. And they weren't even up there. They were in the she river bottom. You're supposed to be on a cliff. Yeah. So that's exactly our mentality. And they start coming out of the bottom. We're like, what is this? Yeah. So my buddy ends up killing one right at that time. Okay. Um, and then she's right at dark. And so we end up a lot of stuff dark this year. Yeah. So we end up uh, just packing it back to camp. It was cool. It was like this super cool experience. Like to yeah. just see one of those things up close and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, the following day, um, like it's supposed to be like a, there's supposed to be big odd ad out there. Right. But I mean, we're not trophy hunting odd. I've never even killed one before. Yeah. Right. Like we're just hunting sheep, yeah. right. Yeah. Whatever. Um, so the next day, can't find them it's all morning and then i get way up on this high, high rock it's like the the highest peak in that area and i'm basically just walking around it glassing down into the valley floor yeah. and i come around this corner and i see one sheep right and so he is i'm because i have range finding binoculars right okay. he's 160 yards from me but it's so steep it's my range finder telling me to take a cut off my turret like he's literally only 30 yards away from me like horizontally, yeah. but 160 yards straight down, right? <laughs> so I, I'm like, so he has no idea I'm there. And so like, I wanted to get it on video, right? I was just gonna, like, it's fun to just take photos of things and videos yeah, yeah. of things. Cause normally that's all you end up with, yeah. right? Normally you don't kill anything and you just have pictures. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, he has no idea I'm here. So I'm up there trying to set up my phone scope and stuff, right? Yeah. And like ease it over the edge. And uh, like pretty soon, like he looks back like away from me looks back and then just starts running and i was like what well it turns out i saw him and he didn't see me but the rest of the sheep were out further and were just staring at me and i had no idea they were there because i was so focused on this one that i saw yeah right so i'm up there like a bobblehead he can't see me, right? Like, I'm doing all this stuff where he can't see me, but I'm sure the rest of the sheep can see me. Yeah. And I'm like, so by the time I get all set up, they just blow out of there. But I'm up on this peak that's just way elevated, right? So I lay my gun out, and I'm like, I'm still smoking one of these things, right? Yeah. Like, how far are they really going to run? Yeah. They ran for two miles and never stopped. Damn. Yep, tracked them. We tracked them. Like, I know how far they ran. <laughs> um, and, yeah, they ran off the property we could even hunt. So, like... The same six sheep that we saw the day before. Okay. So now they just ran off the property and yeah. we've been at this place for three three days and it's like, dude, I don't know if we just if that was it. Just them all yeah, away. exactly. So um, we go back to camp now because the day is almost. Oh, by the time we tracked them, because we thought we were gonna find them eventually, like I think they were gonna go that far in yeah. a straight line. So we just assumed they were gonna drop. There's just tons of river bottoms and stuff. Yeah. We just assumed they were gonna be one of the river bottoms. So. We just cut their tracks and just followed them for freaking two miles. Yeah. And they never stopped running. <laughs> so if 
by that point, we're just, I mean, we've hiked a lot. And uh, so we just go back to camp and we're just going to call it a day. And um, there's only like an hour of daylight left anyways. So um, there's like this high peak above camp and we're just going to call coyotes because we're at like a, um, we're at the, what is that river? Separates Texas and Mexico. It's like Rio Grande. Let's go with that. Yeah, I don't know. I can't remember. <laughs> I, I don't know, man. Um, so we're, we're on the board. We're on the edge of that river. So that side's like a big flat. And uh, so we're going to call coyotes. So I put a coyote call out there. Okay. And we call on these coyotes. But it's just so thick. We can't shoot them, right? So they ended up, they're, they're smart. So they didn't come all the way in. So yeah. um, So like once they once they just disappear, I tell my buddy, I have uh, 18 power binoculars that I just bought which is the best thing i ever bought yeah, yeah, right yeah. i was like well i'm just gonna spin around in glass where these sheep are living like just because like it's yeah. not dark yet so yeah. i turn around and in like two minutes i turn up this ram bedded up on top of this tall rock by himself and i was like dude we have like maybe 30 minutes of daylight left and he's almost 700 yards away and um so like i mean we leave all of our stuff on the hill leave everything like our okay. our uh, spotting scopes, tripods, all that shit, and just grab our packs and just take off running to where yeah. the sheep is. Um, and I wasn't so worried about shooting light. Like, I knew we could cut it and shoot before light, but I was just worried about them getting, or it getting up and moving yeah, yeah. because it's getting dark. Like, then that's yeah. when it's going to go feed or water or whatever, right? Yeah, yeah. And sure enough, as soon as we get up on the next ridge, I glass where it was bedded and it's not there. I'm like, dude. <laughs> and then I just start panning that ridge line and then I find it again just getting ready to re-bed behind this cactus. I barely saw it. Like if I wouldn't have, if we would have been 30 seconds later, I wouldn't have saw it. Yeah. So catch it bed behind this cactus. And, um, and all I can see is its horns above the cactus. And like it's lights fading fast and we're just sitting there. It's like 230 yards. Yeah. Um, and so like I just dial my turret and I'm just sitting there waiting. And I'm like, dude, it's not getting up. And then it just like repositioned and looked away in like a different manner where I could see its whole head. And that's all I could see. Okay. And it's 230 yards. Like, I shoot it all the time. I shoot my gun pretty far all the time. And I'm like, yeah. dude, I, I think I'm going to shoot it in the head. And my buddy's like, all I needed was his assurance. He's like, yeah. And I just smoked it like in the back of the, just right right at the base of the head at oh, okay. 230 yards. And just dumped it into this cactus bush. Right? <laughs> so, we get, and then that, since I, um, it's like a spinal shot. It falls into this cactus. You can't see what's going on. It's a big it's like the big petal cactus bushes. Yeah. And so like all it's doing is just kicking, but it's moving in this cactus. So I send two more into it till it stops moving. Okay. It's just through the cactus. I, I can't see it. I just know it's in there. Yeah. And uh, so it quits moving and then I can see it fall out of the cactus. I know it's dead. So we go over there and then just start like moving it around real quick to get pictures and stuff before, it, before it's totally dark. Yeah. And uh, I'm like, I can't figure out what is in my hands. Well, it fell in that cactus and got thousands of those small, small cactus needles in it. And I'm just manhandling this ram covered in them. And so, like, after I could hardly sleep that night, just all the cactuses. You can't even pick them out. Like, they're so small. Um, yeah, it was crazy, though, to, to have that happen all of that one evening. Yeah. On a, something that you've never hunted before. Yeah. Like, just, uh, it was cool. I was not expecting that that end like that yeah so that hunt was a blast and it was really hard it ended up being it's like everything you'd want in a hunt yeah yeah you know? that's cool yeah to try that one these days it's i'd tell anybody to do it it's it's super fun yeah. yeah i tried to draw it in new mexico this year i didn't draw it 
okay. um, but like that was what that was what initially made me apply in New Mexico because I didn't want any more tags. Okay. Um, so that's a that's a good problem. Yeah. Too many tags. Yeah, I already had too many tags. I didn't even want to apply in New Mexico. Um, and then, but I wanted the barber. I wanted to apply for the Barbary sheep over there, right? So I'm like, well, I'm already on here. I might as well just apply for yeah. everything, right? Yeah. So I applied for the the sheep. I applied for elk and I applied for deer and antelope. And I didn't draw the sheep, which is the only reason I first went on there. And then I drew an elk and a deer tag yeah. for this year. So, and I didn't have the time in, to, to do it. So, yeah. I, I mean, I'm doing them, but. So that's, that's so th- yeah, so this coming season you have, what again you have? I have, um, so I'll, I'm taking a full week off plus the weekend. So I have nine days for California archery. Because I really want to kill an archery buck here. Yeah, yeah. So California archery, and then I have a California rifle tag, all right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then so I have those two deer tags, and then you just get an AO, or yeah. No, I'm trying to draw a unit. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's a draw unit. It's not an AO unit. So I'm trying to draw a unit specifically for archery, and then I bought a a rifle tag so that I would for sure have a rifle tag also. Okay. Um, that's so like all of all of August. I think our unit. I think our season starts like on the fifteenth. I haven't checked it, but yeah. um, it's mid August. So I'm gonna hunt like the whole the whole month of August because I really want to get an archery buck. Um, and then September third, me and um, three buddies are flying to Alaska to hunt caribou. Okay. For I think it's a seven day DIY hunt where they just fly us in and drop us off. Just in like a bush plane. Yep. Yeah. So there's. Do you know what what area is it in? Kotzebue. Okay. Yeah, but other than that, I got nothing. I know we fly into Kotzebue, and then they they fly us out from there. Oh, okay. Um, so, yeah, there's four of us doing that. That's going to be a blast. Um, and then um, no, none of us have done the caribou hunt either, so that's new for everybody. Yeah. So it's going to be fun. Um, and then... Are you, are you doing a bunch of... I mean, it's like every story I hear about hunting up there is just like... It's just... Tough, man. Yeah, I heard it's tough. I haven't heard walk. anybody there. So, oh, that caribou hunts a piece of cake. Well, just walking. Yeah, know? that's what I heard. Like, it just just walking is hard. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I'm I'm get to have the right gear. Yeah, I know it's gonna be tough, but yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, like, it's gonna be fun. Yeah, all, all the dudes I'm going with are they're savages, so I'm yeah. not worried about um, once we start getting animals down. Yeah. It's gonna suck, but we're gonna do it. Hell yeah. So, um, like that's what's nice when you have a good crew. I'm I'm never worried about the work. Yeah. The work's just a byproduct. Like you're going to have to do it. Yeah. So it's never like, well, I'm not going to go over there because if I kill something over there or like, you know, that hunt's going to be really hard. I don't think like that. No, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like the, um, like just anything. I don't, I'm like, the work is hard. That's part of it. Yeah. It's not anything to be scared of. It just sucks. Well, like, you, yeah, it's like afterwards, that's the part that was yeah, fun. Was exactly. Because it sucks so bad. Yeah. <laughs> So I know the last is going to be tough and I'm looking forward to it. And then, um, so that's September and then we'll get home from that. And I'm, I don't think I'm going to archery elk hunt, even though I can, I have a tag with that I can archery elk hunt, but I, just, I have too much shit now after the New Mexico draws. Yeah. So I'll probably just take like that week off and then, um, then California rifle deer starts the end of September. Yeah. And then, so I'll hopefully smack another big buck. It, it's not easy. Like I just got lucky on last year's, but yeah. hopefully I'm a little more lucky this year. Well, you, you seem pretty determined, and yeah, all of them definitely try. Yeah, yeah, it won't. Yeah, luck will have a small role, but it will play a role. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then that, that'll be early October. 
end of September and October if I don't get one, you know, opening weekend, which I don't plan on it. This yeah. is not that easy. Um, and then in the end of October, I got a tag for Idaho for deer. And yeah. I wanted to, I was set on hunting the last seven days of that unit, which is, would have been the 17th through the 24th or the 18th through the 24th yeah. in this unit. Um, like I got a buddy that's going to be his like first real backcountry hunt. I got a TP and a stove. Like we're going to go high and try to find these bucks yeah. um, up in this unit. And like, I mean, I'm still am it's happening, but then the New Mexico elk hunt starts on the 24th of October. So it's the okay. 24th to the 28th. So I'm like, so I already hit my buddy up. I'm like, dude, do you want to go straight from Idaho to New Mexico? Because that's what I'm doing. Yeah. I have to. Yeah. Um, so he's still got to figure things out with his job and stuff. So, but I have to. So like, we're going to go up to Idaho and I'm, cause the New Mexico tag, the Idaho tags over the counter. I can hunt it every year. The New Mexico tags a hard draw for the elk. So yeah. like, I really want to put some time in the, the season's only five days long. So okay. I really wanted to get there like two days early and scout and stuff, but I'm not going to screw my buddy out of this hunt that he's all juiced about. Yeah. Right. So I got to do them both. Yeah. Um, I want to do them both. Yeah. So hopefully we just tag out somewhat early. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm not going to Idaho to just tag out. That's not what I was going in that far for yeah. and packing all that stuff way up there. Like I wanted to kill a nice buck. So we'll see how it plan, how it plays out. Um, cause then I'm going to New Mexico for that elk hunt and, um, I got a pretty wicked spot picked out that is going to be a lot of work. Really? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's going to be brutal um, if I kill one in there, which yeah. I plan on it. You know, I've never been there, but yeah, um, yeah, I called the biologist from there, and he actually he gave me some really good information. He's like, here's where a lot of the elk live. This is also where everybody hunts. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, that's the last thing I want to see. Like, if I, if I knew, okay, I could kill an elk right here, but I'm going to be... Um, like anxious over it about other people screwing it up, um, you know. And there's going to be a guy on this ridge and this ridge. It doesn't, seem, it doesn't even sound appealing. So I was like, well, I found this spot. I was like, it's pretty far in. I tell him about it, and he's like, yeah, there's elk in there. He's like, the the densities aren't there that this spot has. He's like, but you're not going to see anybody in there. And I was like, well, then that's where I'm going. Like, yeah. it's, um, if there is a chance of killing an elk in there and not seeing anybody, that's that's just what I'm going to do. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, and it's it's deep. So if I kill one in there, I'm in for it. <laughs> yeah, I thought about uh, you know just seeing if there was packers or anything, but I zoomed in on the trail and there is no trail. Like it's uh, it's an old burn and it's just all deadfall everywhere. Like the trail stops like four miles from where I want to go. Uh, okay. So I'm like, what? Well, I don't think they're gonna pack in here. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. It is what it is. Is it so? It's four. How long is it to get to that point though? That Seven. Trail? Seven and then plus four? No, it's like so three miles of trail and then four miles of no trail. Yeah, there's supposed to be a trail there, like, you know, on, on X. There's supposed yeah, to be a trail, yeah. but then I zoom in to see the usage of them, yeah. and there is no trail. It's just <laughs> deadfall everywhere um, from the burn. And I'm like, okay. So well, it's different when you get there, huh? Yeah, I'm sure it'll be, yeah, I'm sure it'll be um, totally different than what yeah. I see on Google Earth and stuff. But, yeah. Um, so if I, if, if I kill one in there, I'll just be packing. I mean, I... I know I can make, um, you know, two trips a day. Yeah. You know, there's, if you got if you get up super early and you got 18 hours or whatever, yeah. you can make two trips a day. So like, I know I can pack an elk out in two days. Yeah. It's just gonna really suck, right? Um, <laughs> but you're gonna do it. But I'm gonna do it. Yeah. Um, so that's my plan for New Mexico. I'd like to have somebody go with me, but 
like my buddy that that would be the best case scenario is if we just roll straight from Idaho to New Mexico yeah. together. Yeah. Um, if not, then it's going to be tough because to have a buddy meet me in New Mexico because like we can't ride together because I'm going straight from Idaho. Yeah. Right. To have a buddy from here, California, yeah. meet me in New Mexico and then do all that work, which uh, it would be fun for somebody, yeah. but it's just why would they take a week off of work to come watch me hunt elk? Yeah. Uh, it is an adventure, but they can have their own with a tag in their pocket also. Yeah. So I don't expect somebody to be with me yeah. while, while I'm doing it. Um, so that was an unplanned hunt. That was like, I wasn't supposed to be hunting that week. Yeah. And then, so, and then I did, wasn't going to hunt until like November 15th. So I had like this nice gap. I was like, cool. I could do some work, maybe get some overtime. Yeah. Then I draw the New Mexico deer tag, which starts on November 7th. So I'm like, dude, I'm not going to turn these tags in. So I just, I'm going to go to New Mexico on November 5th, I guess. And, uh, I'm gonna go way up high to try to kill them up up in the up on the timberline where it meets the alpine. Okay. Um, just it's a little bit different as far as I've learned that it's like a little bit different dates down there. So like November seventh to the eleventh isn't necessarily rutting in New Mexico. Oh, okay. So they're still up high, not really searching for does from what I've read and just learned, right? Yeah. So I'm like, okay, so and it's a super dense unit. So like I'm hunting the 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 alpine and the timberline just so I can see, like okay. hopefully catch one going from one timber patch to another timber patch, just where it gets sparse up high. Right. So that's my plan up there. Um, and it's supposed to be cold. As they said it's just going to be, I, the spot I'm looking is 11,000 feet. Okay. And they said it's going to be cold. As I yeah. talked to the game wardens and biologists, I called them for each unit. Yeah. And I was like, so I'm going to pack my TP and stove into that one. And I'm sure that'll be solo. I don't know if anybody's going to go do that one with me. Yeah. Um, and then... <laughs> So then I'm supposed to be in Montana on the 15th, and that season ends on the 11th. So why am I going to drive 1,500 miles back to California to be here for four days and then drive 1,500 miles to Montana or whatever it is? I don't know what it is. I think the New Mexico is 1,500. I don't think Montana is. And then, um, so I think I'm going to go straight from New Mexico to Montana and just try to punch my deer tag early yeah. so that when my buddies show up, we don't have six tags to fill. Yeah. We're, we're each going to have a deer and elk tag. Okay. Yeah. So I'm like, I might just do that and try to punch that tag early and just take a little bit of pressure off. Jeez. But yeah, it's going to be insane, dude. Just another crazy year, dude. <laughs> yeah, I just did not expect it. But I mean, what are you going to do if you draw them? Like, yeah. you, you have to have, you want the, the hunts that you know you can get, right? So like you go, okay, cool. I can plan these hunts. I plan these three hunts, yeah. right? Like archery, Alaska, and this Idaho hunt. Like I planned them, right? Yeah. And the Montana hunt. But then I draw two more because you have to put in for the ones that you're like, oh, this one's 10%. Yeah. You got to put in for them every year. Yeah. Well, then you draw two of them and plus all the ones that you want that you wanted to have planned. Yeah. And it just turns into a shit show. But whatever, man. I mean, how, how are you going to be upset about having to hunt too much? Like, <laughs> so I'm not. Awesome. It might be a, like a lot of logistics, but yeah. whatever. Yeah. Um, it works okay with this? <laughs> They're gonna be. I mean, yeah, I'm gonna be gone. I'm gonna be hunting. Well, Steve, do you still want to work here? Yeah, but no, <laughs> no. There. I mean, I actually, they, it could be a big deal. But I have a really cool boss, so yeah. I'm not that worried about it. Like, I'm just, I'll tell them. I don't know if I even have enough vacation. I mean, I know I don't. It's too much hunting, so I'll have to just burn time unpaid or just figure something out. I don't know. Yeah. Um, if you plan well enough, then you can. 
yeah, if I gotta take a week off unpaid, it's not bad. Yeah, you yeah. save up a thousand bucks yeah. or whatever, two grand. It's not, it's not that big of a deal. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I have a cool boss. If not, it could be a big deal. Like yeah. I say, like yeah, I'm going, but they could make it a pain in the ass. I just know that. I feel like you have to like save all year, like all off season, just to <laughs> prepare for the well, the season. Yeah. Time. Well, I, dude, I mean, hunting, it's not. Like, I go all in, right? So, yeah, it's expensive. Yeah. But, like, what I did. But, um, like, this year, like, my last big purchase, well, I just bought a bow today. Yeah, yeah. That was, that was uncalled for. I think it's sick. Yeah. So, I, I, um, I bought a new bow today because I've been shooting a 70-pound Hoyt for uh, two years. And, like, I don't know, man. I just pulled 70 pounds. It's, like, it's, it's easy. Yeah. And I'm, like, I kind of wanted just to try new bows anyways, so yeah. I, I wanted something with a higher poundage. So I bought the, the Matthews VRX in uh, the 31 and a half, and I bought it 75 pounds, but I had them check it at 77 pounds. Oh, yeah, so yeah. that's pretty sweet. Uh, and that thing is bad, dude. It's shot, it's shooting, well, it shot my 465 grain arrows at 293 feet per second, which is fast. Yeah. And then, um, and I'm actually building a little bit lighter arrow to get me, it should be right at 300. That wasn't my intention, like 300, but that's just what it's going to be. Yeah. Um, and then I have the heavy arrows that I'll probably use for elk season in the future. But no, it's a bad bow and I've just been looking at it for a while. So I had to, I went just to shoot it, but we all know how that works out. Yeah. Are those, <laughs> are those the stock strings on it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's what it came with. Um, so yeah, I just went to test it out. Just to like, oh, I'll check this out for future. But then yeah. they had the bow I wanted, and they had the 75-pound mods to put on it and just build it right in front of me. There was nobody there. So, like, I was just with the dude at the pro shop building the bow. It's like, can't pass it up. So yeah. So, yeah, so I got the bow. and then. But, I mean, once you have the actual hunting stuff, like, the TP and stove was my big purchase this year, right? Okay. That opens up a lot of stuff. What did you, you get? A seek outside. Okay. Yeah. I've been kind of looking at those too. Yeah, I think I got the red clip. It's see, it, it'll sleep three because in Montana for this elk hunt that we're going on, we're packing way up on top and it's me and two buddies. So we need to sleep three and I didn't want to have two setups. Yeah, yeah. Right? So I would like something lighter, but I wasn't going to buy it twice yet. Yeah. Like I, in the future, I might buy a smaller stove and a smaller tent, but yeah. I know I'm going to need it in Montana. So I just might as well get, get it and yeah. just deal with it for now. Yeah. Um, but that was like my last big purchase. Then it's just tags. And I mean, yeah. dude, you can turn, you can draw your home state tags with like a hundred bucks, right? And if you just get two tags out of state for 300 bucks a piece, deer, right? Yeah. You can hunt for a week or two. You can hunt as long as you want. Yeah. You can turn it into like a fun hunt. Yeah. You know, you just don't have to punch this tag and it cost me $300. Like yeah. you can hunt for two weeks for $300. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, aside from the food and stuff. And then like I'm camping, so you're not paying for a hotel. That gets expensive. The hotels get really expensive. Yeah. But, um. Well, yeah, I guess you good vacation time that it's not as expensive as for some people some people don't get that much vacation yeah yeah like, i only get like two weeks so yeah i get three now because i've been there okay. for um 10 years um so i get the three and then whenever a holiday lands on a weekend we get that extra which is nice okay yeah okay. so like i think i have i have those six hunt plans so yeah so that's six weeks of hunting yeah um it's actually a little bit more because the, the two hunts that are paired together, you know, there's like a gap in between or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So, like, I definitely don't have enough vacation for that, but... Yeah, that's, um, that's, I guess that's when it gets expensive and you're like... Yeah, but, like, so, like, the California rifle would just be a weekend warrior deal, like, yeah, hiking yeah. in it at night after I get off work or hiking in super early in the morning. Like the other ones are just... I have to take vacation... 
the California archery, I really want to, I really want to get one. Yeah. So I'm taking that time off. The rest of them are trips. Like you can't weekend warrior a trip to Idaho or something, yeah. you know? So, um, so that's why those are actually trips or I would just be saving. Well, I'm not going to save my vacation for anything. Um, yeah. but it kind of sucks that I just actually have, I have to burn six weeks of vacation to do six trips. Yeah. Right. Um, or else, like if it was just California, if I just wanted to hunt a bunch, I'd just go up every weekend yeah. and just bang out the three days and come back home, which is how I killed my buck. I just went up, I hiked in on a, yeah, Friday morning or yeah, Friday morning, super early in the dark. And then like, it's, it's, it's rough, you know, you getting like, up at one thirty or two o'clock in the morning and then yeah. driving for two hours and then hiking for two hours. Like yeah. it's not, it's not a real big blast, but <laughs> that's what you have to do. No, that's so funny. It's like most of the time it like sucks until you finally not that it sucks but it's like it's hard oh, yeah, no, it sucks like, dude it's not, yeah it's, it's not like, always fun until you yeah yeah and, like, action and yeah like, and i i really just like hunting where i can glass yeah. so like i'm not still hunting anything i'm just hiking i'm f- trying to find the highest peak and i'm trying to sit up there and see animals and that's just like what i enjoy and i think it's it's funny that we're like so addicted to something that sucks so bad. yeah <laughs> it's, it it's sucks. weird to explain to somebody that's yeah. like it's but it's because you have that you've experienced that goal at the end and it's just like the feeling of it is yeah just unexplainable to people that haven't done it yeah it's totally like yeah it's hard to put it into words yeah but like um like we were talking like it's a selfish thing to do but it's not like you're taking a week away from your family to go party yeah. or, you know, to go on some lavish vacation. Yeah. Like, I feel like that wouldn't go over very well. If you're like, dude, I'm just, I'm taking off. I'm going to Disneyland by myself. <laughs> you know, it's like, no, I'm going to go to, to beat myself half to death up in the mountains because it's rewarding. Like, yeah. um, a, a lot of people don't get like positive reinforcement with that, like yeah. with their significant other. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know, like that's what's fulfilling. It's fulfilling. That's what helps you me. You know, I'm not really treating myself. Yeah. It's fulfilling to do these things. That's, that's why I do them. That's what helps me is like my wife is super supportive. So like, and she knows I bust my ass when I, when I go up there. And yeah. Then, and then I'm like, if I don't get anything, I'm like disappointed or I'm just, I'm just worn out, you know? Yeah. So, so like, she's like totally rooting for me when I'm up the there. Next weekend, and, and the next weekend. And so like, she's always waiting, waiting to hear from me when I call. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Do you get anything? Do you see anything? That's what people need. Like yeah, they don't need it the other way around or else that's. It either ends in a divorce or they stop hunting. It's yeah. one or the other, dude, and I'm not doing the other. Yeah. Like, so, um, yeah, I just have to find, you know, to get a good partner. Good life balance. Yeah. Yeah, it's and you, I mean, it can't be all about you. You, oh, yeah. you have a couple months where it is. Like, yeah. there is no, like... There's no beating around the bush. Yeah, it's not right. intentional. Like, it's not... It's just that's how the seasons land, and yeah. this is what I enjoy doing. Yeah. So, um but then, yeah, the rest of the the rest of the time, you better be putting in some work. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, honeydew list. Yeah, check, check the list. Get that out. thing out. <laughs> Build up your points. Yeah. So yeah, dude, I'd, I'm so glad I started big game hunting. I only started, you know, two years ago, but yeah. it was like I'd already done like three things, like different things, like in my life, like searching for like a challenge. Yeah. Right, and then I was legit having this conversation with my buddy that I hunt with now, yeah. and I was like, dude. Like I need a challenge like in my life like yeah. this it's so I mean maybe not for some people but like I just built enough where like you can sit here and not do shit and you just have this totally unfulfilled life yeah right and it's, it's really easy to do like yeah it's easy to come home and sit on the couch and watch TV dude that's why I started this podcast like 
this whole Corona thing and just, I'm like, was thinking about it before that, but mm-hmm. this Corona thing happened and I'm like, dude, I could just sit here and like watch TV when the kids go to bed and shit, or, or I can just do something productive and freaking start this yeah, thing. Yeah, and, and get a benefit from it. Yeah. Maybe not even financially, but just mentally. You get to oh, go yeah. talk to people about hunting and yeah. like, that's cool. Hell you know, and then if it grows to something, then it grows to something. Yeah, not, it is what it is. Yeah. Get to meet people and hear some stories. Yeah. And learn something. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I was telling my buddy that I just needed something hard to do, and he's like, "Dude, get into archery hunting." He's like, "You already duck hunt. Like I've always duck hunted." He's yeah. like, "It was initially archery." He's like, "Just get into archery hunting. Archery hunt California. It's not easy." That's yeah. what he was telling me, right? <laughs> and I was like, "Dude, I don't know," because you have that initial investment, right? Yeah. And uh, so like, I borrowed a bow. Is that what you, how you started? Yeah. You bought a bow first? Yeah, bought a bow first. Oh, shit. Yeah. So I bought a bow and then, um, oh no, I borrowed a bow to oh, just okay. see if I liked liked it, right? Yeah. And then just shooting the bow, I was like, okay, this is cool. So then I bought a bow. Yeah. Then I started building my own arrows. This is all prior. And then I actually went elk hunting and we got into elk and it was just over with, dude. Like yeah. I didn't kill anything, but just the whole experience like it was super hard but yeah. then fulfilling you get into elk and they're bugling and screaming just you know a hundred yards from you well then you got then you got your that cow elk this year yeah last year yeah. yeah so then but after that hunt then i bought a rifle because we our tags were good for archery and rifle oh, okay so then i bought a rifle and i'm like oh we're coming i'm coming back with vengeance yeah, yeah. and i still didn't i didn't get an elk because it's not easy like you learn that you think I'm coming back with a rifle. You guys are in trouble. Yeah. I didn't even see one. Yeah. Right? Totally different after the rut. Yeah. Um, but then that's when I got my deer and it's just been pretty much downhill from there. Yeah. Yeah. Buying like all the camping stuff. Uh, it's just upgrading optics. Cause I bought everything like mid to low grade to start because you yeah. just don't know how you're going to react. Because it's like once you start spending money. But then once like, I know that I love it, just like, then you need the best you can afford. Yeah. That, that's what you need, it's especially like a, as, with optics. Like that saying everybody uses, like, buy once, cry once. Like yeah. Just buy the good dude, 100%. Percent. I say that all the time, dude. Like, I say it all the time. And that's, like, different levels for different people because, um, you know, like, somebody like you, has, you don't have a wife and kids yet. So yeah. it's, like, it's easier. There's no one to tell you no. Yeah. Like, you don't feel don't guilty because it's just you. So yeah. It's, like, for me, it's, like, I, I do, I'm the same way. Like, uh-huh. like but it's like I buy one or two things a season and just like it hurts, but I just do it. And yeah. just, every year it just kind of builds. Yeah, like, yeah. So. Yeah, I just went a little harder. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, yeah. I just bought everything. It, it, two years. It took yeah. two years, yeah. Um, but, dude, yeah, like it's just um, – the ha- nice stuff isn't necessary, but it sure it's is – so much more comfortable. It's nice, dude. <laughs> I mean, it costs – like you learn this the hard way. Once you get your pack like down to like 50 pounds, like a seven-day backcountry, if you can get it down to like 50 pounds, if you want to get it down to 45 pounds, it costs like fucking like $2,000, right? Everything's like $100 an ounce, you know, to get lighter, like yeah. higher-grade materials, stuff like that. Yeah. You can go 50 pounds cheap. If you want 45, it's costing you a fortune. Yeah. It's so weird. Yeah. Um, so like I started with 50 pounds, you know, just like a – like a big air blow up air mattress and yeah. a, like a not high end sleeping bag and yeah. that kind of stuff, um, and a not a not a light tent. Yeah. And then uh, then I then you upgrade it all just to lighten things up a yeah. little bit. But well, then you that, have backup, uh, you know, backup gear too for yeah for buddies or mm-hmm. for yeah. So now I have almost two sets of stuff. So like I do have buddies that hit me up all the time. Yeah, like. Since I started hunting and like I take tons of pictures and videos, right? And I'm just like always sharing them, like just on my story, yeah. Um, just and like 
the less like I got buddies that see it where they see me, I get a buck and you know, I put in all this work, then that now they want to go. Yeah. Right. And I'm like, well, you don't just go five miles in, you have to have some things, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I was like, and you don't want to buy these things just to go with me. Yeah. And so like now I have almost, I do have two sets of everything. Yeah. Right. Um, like one of them, they might be carrying a zero degree sleeping bag, but they got a sleeping bag, you know? And, uh, so I do want to get some people up, but like, I got buddies that bug me. I'm like, you don't understand how hard it is. And like, like you do it because there is a potential reward at the end. Like if, if you're just doing it for fun, which some people do hike yeah, for fun, but it's different when you, if you think we're going to go up there for a week or the weekend, yeah, just, just to have fun. It's not, yeah, you might not see anything. Yeah, exactly. For you. Exactly. You might not enjoy it. Like I could probably go and not, hunt really and probably still enjoy it right yeah, yeah but just somebody that just thinks that they'll enjoy it i'm like no dude this shit sucks yeah. you're gonna hike up 2,000 feet elevation with 50 pounds on your back and like it's not that fun yeah. like, trust me <laughs> so but i i do got a couple of buddies that i would like to like to get out there oh. what do you what so i mean obviously you've been like super successful over the past what are year two whatever next next season sound like it's on the right track too but what would you recommend? What advice would you have for like a new hunter, um, like someone who's get, like say someone who's getting into it, yeah, that, that doesn't have a mentor or someone to like show them. Right. So like I had just a, a somewhat of a mentor, right? So my buddies took me. Yeah. But then from there, it was my own addiction. Yeah. That drove me to like listen to podcasts, watch videos, dude. Yeah. Listen to podcasts. That helps a bunch. Dude. Learn from other people's mistakes that they talk about all the time. I feel I almost feel like no matter what, whether you're a mentor or not, like you kind of just have to have like a you have to have a drive. drive yeah, right? you do. You have to have your own drive. Somebody's not gonna hold your hand all the time, right? Yeah. So like that's why I scheduled four solo hunts. Yeah. Because I just couldn't find somebody to go with me on all of them, and it's like I'm, I'm, going, I'm going and I'm learning. Yeah. Right. So you have like getting that initial boost with somebody to take you is cool, but dude, it's all on you. Yeah. Um, after that, you have to. If you don't want it bad enough, you're not going to do it. Yeah. Like, um, like if somebody's got to take you every time, you're you're not going to get that far into it. You might enjoy it and be yeah. happy when somebody offers it, but so like you would say, like obviously your buddy kind of helped you a little bit or whatever. But oh, for sure. Yeah. Would, would you say? I mean, how hard do you think it is for someone who doesn't have like someone to show? Them, I mean, show them the way or whatever. Like, you think it's pretty easy to get? To get into it on your I own? I think like, it is. I mean, I dude, everything's... Dude, we're like in an era of so much technology. It's like if you want it, man. If you want it, go really, on Google. Yeah. It's everything. not that hard, dude. That's, um, what, that's what I say. I'm like, dude. Yeah. Because, I, I mean, that was kind of my background. I was like, I, I didn't have... I had, like, my my wife's uncle is in Oregon, and he's, he's like, a wealth of knowledge. Yeah. Outdoors and stuff, but... So he's kind of been, like, my mentor. But from a distance, uh, I mean, he's not here to be with me on hunts and sure. stuff, so... Um, I mean, I've hunted antelope and elk and stuff with him, but um, like for my first year, I was I was just myself and my buddy who had never hunted either. So I was like, I learned how to clean it. I learned how to gut the deer out from YouTube, dude. Like, yeah, that's watching, what I did. I watched like shit ton like every video. Yeah, I could my, find, and I'm like, what? Which which <laughs> method do I think I would want to use? Like, yeah, the gut or the, the yeah the gut method, or what? Yeah, or like that's exactly what I did. My the the archery elk that I killed in Montana that was the first animal I ever quartered. Okay, and I was that was by myself. Yeah, because my buddies were across the mountain okay. with that other bull, right? So like I killed the elk, 
And yeah. before I left, I watched videos on how to skin animals, and yeah. you know, and like that's that's what I did. I didn't do a good job. It took me three hours yeah, to clean her. Yeah, yeah, it like, took me three hours to get her all quartered up. But dude, um, like I don't know about you, but like when I like when I got it, the first buck I got, it was like. It felt like I had done it before because I watched so many freaking videos. Yeah, dude. yeah it's not like, that bad. It doesn't yeah. take long. Um, yeah, like I'm big on just I'm really self-sufficient yeah. once I get into something. I used to um, do like competitive paintball, which okay. I don't know if many people know about that. It's pretty hardcore. Like, <laughs> Yeah, it's not like little kids in the forest. It's, it, it does seem fun. I've yeah, it, there's, like, there's like levels to it, you know, yeah. right? So that was like that was when I was like just searching for hard things to do, right? Yeah. And like... I didn't know anybody that was doing it. I saw that David Goggins book you got over there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like, I did. I literally didn't know anybody that was doing it. So I just got online. I looked for like some decent stuff, and then I, um, I had done it a long time ago, right? But it's not for fifteen years. Yeah. And um, so then I found like a paintball field that was like near me, and I legit just showed up and set up an easy up like every weekend, and um, by from the beginning of the first year to the end of that year. I was with a team and we won our division in Florida. Oh, really? Like, that's how much I played. You just got like a. Yeah. Went all in. Yeah, and I was just playing so much that these dudes, they were super cool. They were like, dude, do you want to get on this team? And I was like, yeah, I'll get on the team. Yeah. And then we went back to Florida and won our division, which is the Nationals. Like, there's 100 oh, okay. teams. Yeah. And, uh. Well, then you were. But that's what I mean. Like, I didn't have anybody initially. Like, you yeah. just do it. Like, yeah, yeah. If you really want to do something, it's. Yeah. It's on you. You can't blame other people for. Your yeah. lack of effort. Yeah. <laughs> you know? uh, I mean, yeah, it might be hard at first, but yeah. you know, the more you do it, like at last year, when I went up into the mountains solo, that was the first time, and I didn't know what I was doing at all. But I yeah. was like, I'm gonna keep doing this until I know what I'm doing. Yeah. And now it's just second nature. It's like you just walk up there. Like I hunted for 50 days last year. Yeah. Um, it's almost all of them solo. Okay. And at, when you put in that much time doing anything, you're gonna figure it out. Yeah. Like It's. Just the initial, like, you pull up to the trailhead and it's, like, scary, you know, initially. You're like, dude, okay, so I think I have this stuff on my back. Like, I'm just, I guess I just walk in here, yeah. you know? And then by the last time, it's like, dude, I know exactly where I'm going. I got these spots picked out on the yeah. maps and all this stuff. Here's the trailhead. And you just slap your pack on and you just start hiking. Okay. It's just a transitioning period. Yeah. Um, but most people don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's, it's scary. Hard. Yeah. Or scary. I don't <laughs> yeah, know what scary. it is. Um, or too much work to, um, like, I don't know, get into it. There's always the financial aspect, but I mean, yeah. if you wanted to do something, you'll still do it. Like, yeah. You'll, you'll figure it out. Yep. Yeah. Everyone yeah. has different, uh, different priorities, yeah. different things going on in life. Yeah. But yeah, I'm definitely, it's, I might be like not as calm. I'm pretty obsessive over things like yeah, when yeah. I enjoy it. So, um, some people don't have that for really anything. They don't have that like obsessive yeah drive you know yeah. so the, for them they're probably not going to get into it because it's it's a lot of work and it's not that fun yeah. initially right? yeah. um, Until you get- well i think it's fun i just know what most people think like it's all fun to me well, yeah. it's a lot of work but i feel like it becomes like exponentially fun when you finally get a deer for and sure it's like up until or that. actually see one you know like yeah, yeah. dude I, I remembered until you feel your heart beating out of your yeah chest when you're up on the mountain and you've been glassing say like you glass for a day and you don't see anything right and then yeah. the next day when you turn up a deer it feels like you just shot one like yeah. when you finally get one in your binos you're just like oh dude i found a deer and your heart's racing they yeah. could be a mile away yeah. um just that feeling like that's one of my favorite feelings when i'm up there is 
not seeing anything for a while, and then boom, like yeah. turn up the book. Well, just like turns your positivity level up, dude. Like, oh, through the roof. Yeah. yeah, exactly, dude. Like that's one of my like favorite feelings is like a long lull and yeah. not seeing anything, and then all of a sudden, boom, you got a deer like yeah, last light. You know, dirt, you glassed all day, and you're yeah. like, dude, I'm pan. I this happened in California. Like I glass all day, hunted all day, and like it's legit almost dark, dark, and I'm like. I'm going to pan through this one more time and I'm going to bed. I can hardly yeah. see. And then I'm panning and just boom, I pick up this monster four by four. And I'm like, dude, that's <laughs> most people would have stopped. Like I've been glassing forever yeah. and it's dark. Like yeah. I can barely see what I'm like. I'm making one more pass and yeah. that's it. And then I turned up that book and that, that's the feeling that like keeps me up there. Yeah. Just glassing. So then you can't sleep all night. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't sleep all night. Couldn't yeah. find them the next day. I hunted that book for five days. Really? Yeah. And he came out Smart. three nights in a row in the same exact spot. So I found him in the same spot two nights in a row. Oh, really? Yeah. He, I never saw him in the morning. Okay. And then on the third, he was he was coming along this real steep rock bluff, right? Um, then on the, so I found him two nights in a row. The third night, I went down there like for like an ambush basically where he was. Yeah. Because there's nowhere to stalk him. The wind's blowing straight into this rock bluff, right? Yeah. So. Your, your only access is from the bottom where the wind's blowing from. Yeah. And you can't really stalk down. Like, it's so steep. You can't stalk down. And I, you can only see them from a thousand yards away. Once yeah. you go over there, you can't see them. So if you were, if in the evening you, you were to glass them up, you couldn't even get over there before dark to stalk in on them necessarily. Right? So I went over there early and just got on just a perch above that general area. Yeah. Never saw them. Right? So now it's pitch black and I have to hike all the way back up to camp. It's, you know... I get back up to camp. Next day, don't see him all day. That evening, boom, same exact spot. I'm like, dude, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> so then the next day, I try to ambush him again. Never see him again. I'm like, dude, dude this deer owns me. And I just quit hunting him because I really didn't like hunting like that. Like I stayed in one camp for five straight days. Oh, okay. And just no hiking. Just, no, dude, yeah, it was yeah. brutal. Yeah. What is your typical like... Like style, like are you do you like still hunting like through heavy timber and stuff? Are you like glassing? Do you do you move a lot? I like glassing, um, definitely like glassing. I just like finding a peak with yeah. the best views, um, yeah. and then like during the day, like I'll definitely glass for you know three hours or something, and then um, during the day, I'll just normally I gotta get water, right? Yeah. So I'll just still hunt my way down to the water. By by that time, the wind's blowing uphill, and you gotta go down to get water anyway. So yeah. I'll still hunt to go get water. But I'm not necessarily like still hunting intentionally just through the woods. Yeah. Um, I just don't, man. I don't, I don't think there's enough deer in California to do that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> That's how I shot mine. Is it? Yeah. Sweet. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You were just cre- you were just creeping through. Yeah, we just we yeah we we were glassing um, like all day, and then we we ended up moving. Actually, we saw a buck, couldn't find it. Uh, spent most of the day there and then we took off we went back to the truck and then drove to another area and then we saw the stream and just peeked up there and there was buck tracks going up up the stream and we're like dude let's, let's do it yeah so, so we just followed the followed the stream and just it was super steep so you just pretty much take a couple steps and like chill for a second yeah and take a breather yeah. and look around and then take a couple more steps and just look around because dude they're so quiet I mean they're so quiet even though like the ground's hella noisy, like you can't hear them. Yeah, oh yeah, you hear them. you don't hear the deer. Yeah. yeah. So like, 
yeah, and then sooner or later, like, I look up and he's staring at me, dude, like, 25 yards away. Whoa. And I, like, I had no idea. I don't even hunt anything that thick. Yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't like to either. Yeah. But it was like, it was kind of like we we're running out of, like, ideas, and it yeah. was kind of like, a few days had gone by, sure. and we're like, what do we do now? Change it, mix it up. find a different area. That's yeah. all we were doing, and then we're like, here's a stream, like, let's check it out, and we just get out the truck and, like, yeah, buck tracks. Oh, so we went up, crazy, so, like, dude. I shot the buck, and... I just drug it right down to the truck, so it was hella That's easy. crazy. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, no, I haven't. I'm normally just glassing during the in the morning, and then if I got to get water, I definitely still hunt down to the water. There's no point in just stomping down the mountain to yeah, the yeah, water yeah. source, right? So I still hunt down to the water. But then normally, like, in the middle of the day, I'm looking for new vantages, yeah. new spots, right? Yeah. Um, I'm not really, like, glassing, right? Yeah. I'll, I'll get to a spot, and I'll glass the shaded area before I get within you know two three hundred yards from it yeah um just in case something's there but i'm normally just looking for new spots like new glassing spots or yeah. stuff like that yeah so the last couple of years i've been like i don't know what it is it's like i get i want to like figure one area out yeah so i like beat it i like i just i like see deer i see what they're like yeah what they're whatever routines are and I try to like figure it out and I get like obsessed with certain areas like, yeah I don't know I, I think I need to move more because <laughs> yeah didn't, I didn't get anything last year so <laughs> yeah well like I, I I mean that's a good method though well, it's like to learn that area so like I've seen good deer there yeah and like and I and the sign is there and it's like I'm just trying to figure out like what the time you know like mm -hmm. what yeah so like we're like I think I'm gonna do that if in the spot where I killed my California rifle buck, yeah, it's, it's a good spot. It's a really good vantage. So I think I'm just going to learn that area really well. Yeah. As opposed to the archery, I'm trying to draw a different unit. Um, but I don't think it hurts to have like I like I'm hunt I'm hunting all over the place, right? So obviously not learning a lot of these areas. Montana, I'm hunting the same spot though, so we're learning that. But like, yeah, I think I get enough of the the new stuff to where I wouldn't mind really learning. A local spot yeah right and just yeah, like figuring it out yeah and figuring it out yeah it's not like you're learning a five acre piece yeah you know it's not like you're hunting somebody's backyard and you're like oh, i'm dialed in it yeah. takes a long time to learn a mountain range yeah so it's, it's still a lot of work and you can still see new stuff every time you're in there yeah so i think that's what i'm going to do with the the general area where i got my rifle buck yeah and then just branch out during archery um yeah because this rifle's tough dude like there's they're not moving much, and yeah. um, I got lucky with the buck I got this year that I found them. But well, you can call it lucky year. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I got lucky. I saw them out in the open. Yeah. Um, yeah. But so I think it'll take. I think it takes a lot of knowledge to get like a deer during the rifle season yeah. of an area, or it definitely helps. I mean, there's definitely like luck opportunities, but like to yeah. be consistent. Yeah. To be, yeah, I think so. I think to be consistent, it, or it just takes a lot of time, right? Yeah. Like, um, I think it's going to be pretty tough. If you're going to do a weekend trip to a brand new spot. Yeah. That's probably going to be pretty hard. Yeah. Which is how I killed that buck. Which that's irrelevant. Yeah. Right. So, but but like I said, like luck plays into it. But um, if you can spend a week in a spot that you've never been to, that's going to help a lot, as opposed yeah. to two days. Yeah. You know. That's why I like hunting for like a week at a time, five days at a time. Yeah. I'll hunt an area for all five days and then I've moved. Um, yeah, because I talk to some people and they're like, yeah, I usually go to a spot, stay there for a few hours and then I, if I don't see anything going on, I go to the next spot and I don't know if I, I can't do that. Yeah, and it depends. Like, are they talking about a spot that's just like a little like logging trail? 
where you just where you're catching stuff that's crossing because like what I'm the spot that I'm talking about you can see in two miles in every yeah, direction. That's, that's like what I'm thinking. Of. Yeah, that's, like, that's kind of how I. Maybe they're like, hunting like, stuff where it is just like a little spot, and they're like, "Oh, no oh. buck came through here this morning," you know, because oh, like yeah. where I'm going, like there ain't no other spot. What do you? Like, yeah. You gotta hike two miles over to that ridge. <laughs> um, like you can't well, even that's see. Thing, that's what I'm just thinking too. Is like because the spot I've been like trying to figure out is like I mean it's a couple miles back. So it's not like I just walk out there and then spend a short spend a few time hours. Yeah. No. Side. Once like, you make it there, you yeah, want to spend like, some time there. I'm yeah. I'm spending all day. Out yeah. There and you honestly and... can't pick it apart. Like you have, you know, two hours in the morning to see deer. Yeah. After that point, you're probably not going to see them. Yeah. Doesn't mean they weren't there. Yeah. So then you almost need that next morning so you can focus on a different part of that area, right? Yeah. Or and that evening you can focus on a different part of the area. Yeah. Um, but you're you're not just gonna pick apart a, a five mile radius yeah. in two hours in the morning. Yeah. You know, you might be able to pan over it really quick and catch the deer that are popping. Yeah. But like I've learned that, like it's just it's it's so much. Yeah. You can hunt the same spot for three days and see different stuff every day. Yeah. That's what. I like I, that's what I that's what I folk that's what I look for anyways is like big areas um, where I can see it was a mile like I like I would do it intentionally like I used my I had ten power binos and that was about like the as far as they were like effective to see deer uh-huh. I mean if they were way out in the open like on a hillside where they really popped you could see them farther than that but I mean effectively was like a mile right With, yeah. so I would intentionally pick out spots where I had a glassing point where everything was within a mile. That's yeah. what I would do just on purpose, right? Because I'm like, that's as far as I can see anyways. Yeah. Because um, I just use my spotter to verify things. Once I find them, I don't yeah, glass yeah. too much with the spotter. You put then, your 18s on a tripod? So then this, just recently I got the 18s. I run the 10s on a tripod. I do yeah, everything yeah. on a tripod. Yeah, but I got yeah. the 18s and it's just a game changer. When you can turn that radius from one mile to two miles, yeah. like dude, it's sweet. Like I saw, cause I hunted Arizona for two weeks and I mean, I guarantee you, I saw 70%, 70% of the game I saw, I would not have saw with 10 power binos. Really? Yeah. yeah. The little coos deer and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And this, I mean, I know I wouldn't have saw them cause I tried my tens. Yeah. Deer yeah. I saw a coos deer three miles away. Yeah. Yeah. They, I mean, it was out in the open, but I wouldn't have saw it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm, using, I'm using 12s, like the Vortex HDs. Yeah, and like if you're going to have one pair, that's yeah. what I'd do. Yeah. But once you see that, once you look through the 18s, there's yeah. no going back, dude. Yeah. My buddy just bought them today. But you don't, you can't, I mean, you don't carry them. No, they're in my pack. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I just have the, like, I feel like I have like the perfect bino system. Now yeah. I have the, the 10s. I have um, range finding binos, 10s on my chest. Um, now I have, then I have the 18s in my pack. And then I have a small Kawa spotter. Okay. It's a 15 to 45 by 55. It's super small and super light, but it's it's like a it's a high end optic. You can see really well out of it. So okay. instead of carrying a four pound spotter, yeah, I have a small spotter that weighs two pounds and the 18 power binos that weigh two pounds. And yeah. I think those together work way better than one set of binos and a big spotter. That's a good point. Like they just dude, that's. And then, so like, as soon as I get up in the morning, like to a glassing spot, I throw my tens on because they gather more light. Yeah. Right. So they gather more light, and I'm looking close anyways. I'm not trying to look a mile away. Yeah. So just like when it's that real early, like just dark light, right? I'm um, I'm using my tens, and I'm just looking like out to 500 yards, just because yeah. that's all you can see anyways, right? Yeah. So then, as it gets light, now I've panned all that close stuff anyways. Then I throw the 18s on, and I just start going from. 
like 800 yards out to like two miles. It's yeah. Just, yeah. You, you could see stuff further than that. And I mean, dude, it's crazy because I had it all year with just 10s. And then I got the 18s, and I'm like, I'm never not bringing these things. Yeah. Yeah, it's sweet. I mean, if I was doing an archery elk hunt or something, I wouldn't carry them. But yeah. um, just any rifle hunt, anywhere where you're glassing a long ways, they are clutch. Oh, yeah. And then, then I have the small spotter, so I find stuff, then I throw the spotter on to really look at it. And then I do all, like, my videos and pictures and stuff through the spotting scope. Yeah. yeah. Um, Sounds like you're getting your system all figured out. Yeah, it took me two years. Yeah, I did. I got. I feel like it's dialed in now. Like I had a vortex. I had like a small vortex spotting scope. Yeah. And it was it was decent, but the cow is like tenfold better than the really? better than the little vortex. Yeah. And then okay. I originally had regular ten power binos, um, and uh, then I ended up getting ten power like Zeiss range finding binoculars. Right. Oh, okay. But I'm like I'm buying these things once. Yeah. Right. So. I wanted good glass, and then it's nice to have the rangefinder in there. So yeah. I bought those. You're gonna buy a rangefinder anyways. Yeah, you're gonna buy one anyways. So I bought those, and that was those are sweet. And then um, then I I have bought big spotting scopes, and you just grab one and put those put that thing in your pack, and it's like, dude, I am not trying to carry this thing all over these mountains. Yeah, they're like four pounds. Yeah. Um, so I just, I should never use one, right? So I just have them and I don't use them. And then yeah. I bought that little one and I take that thing everywhere. Yeah. Because it's just, it's super light too. I don't know what they, what they made it out of, but it's real light and it's, it's a good optic. Nice. Um, that's like, so that's what I do. I have everything on like quick detach outdoorsman's heads. Yeah. And uh, so I, everything has an outdoorsman's attachment on the bottom of it, right? So I just strictly use my binos for glassing. I don't throw the spotter on there at all. Yeah. And then, not that I know everything. That's just what I do, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm sure a lot of people glass with the spotter. I don't. It fucking hurts my eye. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? and, uh, so, um, and then as soon as I see something, I mark it really well because the bino- the optics don't line up exactly, yeah. right? So I mark it really well, like, okay, this bush, this tree. And then I have my spotter zoomed all the way out. And then I just throw my spotter on really quick, pick that area back up, and then just zoom in and see exactly what I'm looking at. Okay. And I mean, I have them laying right next to each other. It takes two seconds to yeah. just swap them and then check out what I, whatever I found with my binos. And then yeah. if it's then either go after it or just put the binos back on there, yeah. but it works out sweet. I, it's like, yeah, it took, you know, two years and I'm getting pretty yeah. dialed in yeah. on the, on the like system. What, the, what broadheads are you shooting? So I, I've killed uh, the elk and I killed a javelina and I shot them both with the severs. Okay. The sever 2.1s. And they shoot super good, like, you know, as far as tuning and stuff. Yeah. And I like that you can pin them. You can pin them closed. So yeah. you shoot the, your practice, you practice with your broadhead, not really practice, but you're verifying your, your impact with the actual broadhead that you're going to shoot your animal with. You just oh, take yeah, the yeah. screw out and slide the O-ring back on. Um, and they shoot super good. I don't even have any fixed blades. Um, okay. But... Um, my buddy shot his bull with the iron wheels, and it was it was cool. I mean, yeah. it killed it, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I just like I'm like I said, I'm shooting a heavy bow or heavy poundage bow with I was running you know heavy 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 arrows. I'm totally revamping my entire arrow system now, which is sucks. Like it's fun, but it sucks. You have to change everything. Yeah, yeah. If you change ten grains on your arrow, you have to redo everything. Yeah. Your sight tape and stuff. So. I'm totally redoing my whole arrow system to to lighten it up since I'm just since I'm not gonna archery hunt elk this year, I'm just doing like the three deer hunts for archery. Yeah. And then so I just want a little bit lighter arrow. So I'm going for like four hundred and 
It should be around 455 grains. Nothing showed up. I just ordered it all recently. Okay. Um, and then, and then it should be. So that's what I was getting at. So I shoot the big expandables because I'm shooting a high poundage bow and heavy arrows. Like I'm not worried about them not penetrating. Yeah. You know that two inch cut went through an elk. Yeah. So, um, and obviously went through the pig too. And that two inch or the two point ones is what they're called. That thing was devastating, dude. That elk that I shot, yeah. she only went 50, 50 feet. Like, I watched her. She was she was down in less than 10 seconds. Damn. Yeah, and it was, I mean, it was like a money shot right behind the shoulder. Um, it must have went right over the top of her heart. I was a little bit above her. The exit looks like it would be a heart shot, but it was. I was a little bit above her. Okay. But, I mean, it double-lunged, and she just, she literally just, like, ran 50 feet, stood there, and just crashed. And, uh, like, I saw her. Nice. Um, so that was super cool. And then the, the pig is a little javelina. He sent a broadhead through him that's half the size of his body. <laughs> it ain't making it very far. Yeah. He went, like, 10 feet and just piled off into a, into a little drainage. But so I have no reason to change them. Yeah. I do have the, the smaller severs, which I, I keep two of them in my quiver. Yeah. I mean, honestly, it's just fun to have tinker with shit, right? Yeah. But they're in there in case I get a far shot at something and I want some more penetration. Okay. I think it's more of a thought than a, than it's than than it is realistic, yeah. right? But I kind of just like having them in there, yeah. Because um, I'm like, I mean, I shoot out to 100 yards in my yard, like I can shoot out to 110 yards right here. So yeah, cool. I shoot out to 100 yards all the time. So like I my distance in the field, I want 60, yeah. right? But then I think under, I'm like. Under perfect conditions, I there's no reason why I shouldn't be able to shoot out to 70 or 75. Yeah. So that's why I have those small broadheads. Like if something's 75 yards, I'm assuming it doesn't know I'm there. Yeah. And I have time to think about it and calm myself down if you're going to make a shot that far. You're shaking um, too much. Maybe. Exactly. Or, or if you have a follow-up shot, that's 110 yards. Yeah. And that's all you can get. And you have that smaller broadhead. I don't know, man. Yeah. It's just a thought. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're, they're in there, though. Yeah. yeah. Um, but they both shoot. They shoot like identical to my broadheads. I just have to spin a couple of the knocks, like because I four fledged, so I'll spin the knock very rarely to uh, to like tune a broadhead. Yeah. Um, but most of the time, I screw them on there. And I test everything. Like I shoot them right next to my field points. I was okay. just out here testing them um, two days ago out to a hundred yards. So they have like identical impacts out to seventy with the field points. Okay. And then at eighty. They were three inches low because I mean they still have blades sticking out on them, yeah. right? And so at eighty they were three inches low, and then at ninety they were five inches low, and at a hundred yards they were eight inches low, which that basically equates to one yard on the tape. Okay. At each at each of those yards, yeah. so like basically anything past eighty, I add a yard. Okay. If need be, right? Yeah. But that's not my intention. Like I shot my elk at thirty yards, and I shot the pig at thirty yards, and after shooting my backyard to a hundred yards, when an elk is at thirty yards. It's like shooting a broadside of a barn, dude. Yeah. Like it was like this is so close, yeah. right? So that that's ideal. Like I'm not trying to. That's kind I'm of not, the point of practicing that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, just to make it more yeah. comfortable. So like I mean, ideally, shoot 30 yards. It's, yeah, it's sweet. Yeah, um, and then I have my sight. It's set at 30, 40, and 50. I don't have a 20 because it just shoots so flat. Um, yeah. So like I mean anything. It, with the new bow and the lighter arrows, it's gonna be even. It's gonna be really nice because I'm going from 250 feet per second to 300 feet per second. Yeah, which is like I mean that's huge. Yeah, so that's um, those pin that pin gap's gonna get way tighter, and then the 30 will probably only be 
two inches high at 20 yards instead of three and a half. Yeah. So like how, how I think is if something's close, I'll put it on its heart. Yeah. And if it's high, then it's high in the lungs. And yeah. if it's 30 yards, then I'm going to hit it in the heart. That's just my thinking. Yeah. Not that I've killed a bunch of stuff. That's just how I think when I'm building this stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so now it'll be even better. Like, it'll just, it'll be tighter. So, yeah, I'd like a, I set it up like that. So, like, 30 yards, you know when things are within 30 yards, and you can just put it on the heart and touch it off where... Yeah. Um, and it's that's so a, fun about archery. Like, dude, there's I've only been doing it for a year now. So many like, rabbit holes, dude. Well, it's just fun just making those little micro adjustments. Yeah. And it makes a big difference. Yeah. You're like, oh, yeah, I'm getting, yeah. I'm getting it all done. And then I have the 30, 40, and 50. I have the three pins so that my like, sight picture is a little more open. But I still have some options if an animal jumps out, right? Yeah. I don't think I could really judge 50 yards that damn good, anyways. I'm probably still going to want to range. Yeah. So, that's what I um, and then after that, it's a slider just out to, well, that one's out to 105, but. That's because that's where the fletchings hit it okay. on, on my old bow. But yeah. on the new bow, I'm going to be able to go just like easy 115 or something. It's, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be it's gonna be a game changer. Hell yeah. And that's – I don't want to sh- shoot an animal that far. But yeah. to practice that far and then and then have an animal at 30, that's that's what the goal. Yeah, yeah, right? for sure. Um, yeah, part of the fun too is like getting in as close as you can. Right? Yeah, yeah. And then Not practicing right. part of the fun sending them super deep. Like – yeah. When you shoot a 10-inch group at 110 yards, it's pretty cool. Hell yeah. Um, So that's what... Just archery. And then I got the new rifle. Like, dude, just... There's so much fun to have in hunting. It's It's so much fun. It's just year-round hunting. Yeah. Like, you can build super cool stuff that's within your budget. And then if your budget grows, you can build even, like, cooler stuff, you know? Like, you you can have so much fun with a $500 bow. Yeah. Like, you know, and then... Then if you want something nicer, then you can go nicer. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, dude, I just I, I'm so glad I got into big game hunting. Like I love everything about it. Yeah. Yeah. Archery and rifle. But I will say, you won't catch me using a bow during rifle season. I'm <laughs> same, not that dedicated, dude. I'm here. busting the gun out. I'm not that good yet. Yeah, that's not even. I mean, I'm definitely not that good, but I'm not even trying to be that good. Like no, I'm. No. I, I, I like rifle hunting too. Yeah, it's, it's a blast. So I don't have, I have a ton of fun. No, I'm archery only. It's like, no, dude. It's I, like, I killed that California deer during rifle season and I cried. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, dude, I had a plenty of fun. Yeah. Like, I didn't have to kill it with a bow. Yeah. But my first bow kill on, on a deer is going to be, like, pretty meaningful because I've hunted them a lot. Definitely. Really I hunted them for two weeks in California, then I hunted them for two weeks in Arizona, and I still have, I haven't even drawn my, drawn my bow back on a deer yet. Yeah. Which which is good, I guess. Like you'll be crying. I don't want to drop back. Yeah, I don't want to drop back and like I've had several deer at uh, hundred yards, eighty yards. Okay. Right, and I never even draw my bow back. Um, Dude, one ran ran in front of me last season at eight yards. <laughs> during like, season, big four by four velvet. Yeah. Just cruising or what? See, the the wind was blowing up up the hill. Uh-huh. I didn't know it was there. It was right above me. And I didn't even know it. And the wind was just going right Just up. imagine if you were... I was like, wind against my face, cool, I'm glassing Yeah, just imagine here. if you were 20 yards higher yeah, up the well, mountain, dude. Well, I mean, now I know closer to where he's at. There's so a gang trail area. up there or something? No, not really. It's all beaten up. Uh-huh. But I, I've kind of tried to get down the, you know, the route that these deer are taking. But yeah, so like all of a sudden I just hear boom, boom, boom coming down behind Hopping. me. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, oh, fuck. What is it? My bow is like... 
five feet away from me and I was glassing down into this big basin and stuff. So uh-huh. I wasn't even, I didn't even have my bow. Right, right. Yeah, like, a lot of times I don't have it on me either. Like, That's how the, the same thing, the archery elk. I didn't have my bow on me. Yeah. I had to run up and go grab it. Yeah, so like he went eight yards, dude. Like, I wait until he goes past me because I didn't want to move. He was mm-hmm. right, right in front of me. So I just kind of, I didn't know what to do. Yeah. And then like, yeah, he did, I mean, he was running anyways. I couldn't have shot him. Yeah, he's, he's, yeah. Yeah, I, have, I got 10 feet from a buck this year. Really? Yeah, archery buck. Yeah. It was the coolest thing ever, dude. It, it wasn't intentional. He moved beds when I went to stock him. Oh, okay. So he actually moved. Like, I went to come over this rock, and he actually moved underneath that rock. Oh. He was behind this patch of brush. I, this I, is I was gonna, Yeah. And so I was going to kill him. Like, that was my plan, to come over this rock and kill him behind this brush. And yeah. I come over this rock, and he's right below me. And, like, he was a nice 3 by 3 probably, like, 24 inches wide, like a heavy 3 by 3 I have video of him. Um before I went over there, I took video of him, like, in his bed and stuff. And then, yeah. And I waited till noon, like you're supposed to. And that dumbass still just moved over to a little piece of shade. And I'm like, you're supposed to be in that bed all evening, dude. <laughs> all afternoon. So, yeah, I get over there and I just, I'm just cresting over this rock to hopefully kill this buck in his bed. Yeah. And he ends up just jumping up right at my feet, dude. I mean, scared, scared the shit out of me, Damn. just because they, you know, snorted and jumped yeah. all fucking eye level to me, yeah. just about right. And then he never did see me; he just smelled me. Right, I was standing above him for a few minutes because the wind was good, but yeah. it's still just doing some weird shit as it comes over those rocks and stuff, real big boulders. Yeah. So it took him a minute to to scent me, and I didn't know what. I'm like, I can see where he was. Yeah. Either I spooked him coming over here, or I, you know, I don't know what happened, but he was right below me. Okay. <clears throat> so so he just jumps up at my feet and he just bounds down the hill like 60 yards and then just looks back like he can't see me but he just he smelled me and he just wanted to look back like I don't know what that was and yeah. I just I'm like staring having a face off with him but he, he's not seeing me like I'm he's like looking through me yeah. so it's really cool like he's just looking up in my direction and yeah. I'm not trying to draw I don't know how far he is I'm not trying to draw my bow back and send some random ass arrow at him right yeah. so I just watched him you know, he just looked up in my direction for like, I don't know, 10, 15 seconds. Like, what did I just smell? Yeah. And then he just walked off the hill. So yeah. um, if I don't draw the, the tag that I want to draw here this year, I'm going to go back where that buck was. Even though he was the only buck I found in there. Yeah. There was nobody back there. And it was really stockable, like, terrain, okay. you know. And um, hopefully he's there again. I know nobody, I know nobody killed him. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was in some, it was yeah. in some wicked stuff. Yeah. Um, so... It would be cool, like, to see a same buck two years in a row, like a lot of people do. Yeah. Like, you know, they follow bucks. Yeah, yeah. It'd be cool to see them. But if I draw that other unit, that's where I'll be. Um, yeah. Yeah. See, now you're probably you're probably gonna be obsessed with that area now. Like, you're gonna be. Yeah. Well, this is local. This. Yeah. yeah. And the other unit is, you know, every couple of year draw. So I there will be a unit that I hunt every year, yeah. or you know, every two years, then I go up to a draw unit, right? Yeah. I have the over the counter unit and then the draw unit. So yeah, I would like to learn just it's for archery or just anything you know yeah like you said it's really big it's not like i'm just learning one little hillside yeah right i can go in there and find different pockets where deer live in the pockets anyways like yeah um like where this where this buck was was in a crazy spot you know i just i happened to find them there yeah so like you could find them in spots like that all over the place and you're not going to see them all in one day yeah cross an area off your list yeah so I was really surprised he was the only buck in there, but he was, so hopefully there's more that 
start there was tracks everywhere i don't know where the rest of these bucks were yeah but he was by himself yeah 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 it was so i mean yeah that's i got really close i've been super close to getting an archery buck i had another one in arizona at 50 yards really and i just mismarked his bed stupid i should have took more time like yeah. assessing the terrain before i went over there yeah and then I, I changed my game plan like halfway there um i was gonna come over the top on him but as I went, as I got close, I glassed him up, and a doe had bedded right above him because they're rutting. Then, right? He's yeah. he's basically rutting this doe, and she bedded right there. Well, she bedded above him, looking straight up the hill. Okay. So, like, if any, I'll come over there. She's gonna pop me before I can even see him. Yeah. She's like thirty yards above him. She's got his back. So yeah, so I glass him up like that, and I'm like, dude, shit, it would have been perfect. Yeah. Um. So I'm like, well, I'm gonna have to come inside hill, like come along the oh, yeah. the where it just turns round, right? And just creep around where I can only see him. Yeah. And I just misjudged him so bad. Like I'm creeping around this hill and he just pops up like straight to my right. Like just jumps up. I'm like, dude, I mismarked him by like 30 yards. Yeah. And just, he was just a giant forking horn. Like he was big, dude, big ass forking horn. Really? And I, it's an archery buck, dude. I'm, I'm starting off like I did with my first rifle buck, right? Yeah. I just want to stock stuff Same and, here. and get one down. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he just jumps up and like I mean he looked back for two seconds, but just never got a shot at him either, dude. Yeah. And then I stalked in on some other ones. I had one about hundred yards, totally broadside, just feeding. I took pictures of him through my binos, but yeah. I wasn't gonna send an arrow at him. So it'll happen eventually, you yeah. Know? For sure. I'm gonna try for it to be this year, but Well you have the right attitude. You yeah. Like a positive attitude and that's, you have to. I know, dude. You have a negative attitude about archery hunting or hunting in general. You're not going to kill shit. You're not going to make it. No, you're going to make it one weekend. Yeah. <laughs> Especially here. Yeah, I hunted for, um, well, I scouted and hunted for 17 days. Well, I guess I found a few more bucks during scouting season, but I hunted for 17 days and saw five bucks. Damn. Yeah, that's pretty rough, dude. Yeah. 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 So you can't have a shitty attitude and... Put yourself through that. Yeah, there's nothing's gonna keep you out there. Yeah, if you don't. yeah, really. <laughs> and but the thing with like I found, I always started far, and I just found big bucks. Dude, that's like the buck I killed was big, and then I found uh, the buck that I almost killed during archery was big, and then I found another like big buck um, during archery that I never saw again. Right, just turned him up one evening, never yeah. got to put a stock on him or anything, and then. Um, then I then another four by four that I hunted for five days, um, and he was another good buck. So I guess I don't know where the little ones live. Yeah. They're supposed to be everywhere, <laughs> but I can't find them. Well, you're finding the right ones. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, oh, whatever. It is what it is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I found that big buck during archery, and that was the very last day of archery, right? And I'm like, well, I know where I'm going during rifle season. Yeah. So that's what I was telling you. I went up there. I got off work on Friday night. And I drove up to the mountains two and a half hours and I hiked in way in there in a lot of elevation at, at like midnight, right? I got, I set up my camp at like midnight, yeah. right? And up on this, and it was like, I'm not shitting you, probably 50 mile an hour winds on one side of this mountain. But uh -huh. the other side of the mountain is the mountain is the side that I needed to hunt. So I couldn't put my camp over there. It's okay. midnight, but yeah. I can't set up over there and be over there in the morning. Yeah. So I have to set up on this windy side. Dude, it took me like an hour to get my tent like staked <laughs> in. Just It was like a monsoon up there. Yeah. And I have to sleep on that side. It just slept like shit. And then I get up 
after hiking all night, I get up at daylight and I get up on this rock and as the sun comes up, I just realize that everything is dead. There is no feed up <laughs> that high anymore. Yeah. I don't know these things, right? Yeah. So I just go up there and I just immediately walk back down to my camp, pack it up and drop a thousand feet elevation. <laughs> but that's the things you learn the hard way, I guess. Yeah. yeah. How else are you going to learn? Well, other than listening to podcasts, listen, don't listen, learn from my mistakes. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Everything's dead at 10,000 feet in October. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Well, shit, man. We're already a little over two hours. Well, that was quick. <laughs> I know. It goes by quick. Yeah, it does. Yeah. I appreciate you letting me come over and. For sure, dude. Talk. That was fun. Talking and, hunting, it's, it's yeah. easy. Yeah, oh, it's fun for me. I get to learn something. And, yeah, me too. And then, uh, yeah, hopefully somebody learns something from your story. And, yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing how your season ends up, up this coming season. I'll maybe, be, maybe I'll be here when guys talking. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah, dude, I'm down. Yeah. But yeah, I got this. If, if it's anything like last year, it's going to be crazy, but I know it's going to be a lot of work. I'm just, I'm willing to put it in, and if yeah. I'm not successful, then it is what it is. But yeah. at least I'll do the work. I don't know if it'll end up like last year where I yeah. punch every tag I have. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to try. Yeah. That's all I can do. That's all I can do. Yeah. If you have any questions or comments, please reach out to me on Instagram at mountain.vision or my personal Instagram page at Blue Collar Harvester. Look forward to hearing from you. Thanks for listening.